Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am someone who likes to drink alcohol. I am here with an unbiased person I just met on the street earlier tonight and asked him into my apartment to ask him some opinions. So, mister, that I don't know your name, yes. what kind of bar would you like to drink at in the greater Portland metropolitan area? Uh, currently, I stop by the Standard, perhaps. It's uh, right off Burnside, and uh, it's the best drinks. It's two dollar. It's only two dollar micros on Sundays, so I'm usually there for that, which is a lot of awesome. Interesting. The standard. You know what? I think I have been there. I think it might even be at 14 Northeast 22nd. That's mm. right, 14 Northeast 22nd. Now, how likely is it that you'll go to Facebook.com/slash/TheStandardPDX? Very likely. Well, that's a good answer. Third question: What kind of cigarettes affect the best part of your T zone? <laughs> I would probably say Virginia Slim's uh, Light 100. Four of five homosexual doctors agree. Um, yes. So please go to the standard. Uh, Matt Latore gives it his uh, full thumbs up. And I didn't have to. Five stars. Them. Five stars, which is odd because dude, actually a rating of uh, one or two thumbs up. So the whole stars thing. He must have been very drunk. And which gives credence to the joy of this place that you can get fucked up for low, low prices. But don't do that. <laughs> Show up, have a have a, have a have a decent conversation. Talk to us about Richard M. Powers covers and the Battle of Los Angeles, which you can find all of which at uh, richardpowerscoverart.com. Yes. Yay. Yes. So please go to the standard <laughs> facebook.com slash the standard PDX or uh, find them in actual real life in person. 14 Northeast 22nd in uh, Northeast Portland, right off of Burnside. Beautiful. Guys, it is me, Alex. You're listening to my show. It's called the Alex Cast. How interesting is that? If you go online, you can find me on alexcast.com. Spell my name with two X's. If you don't, you won't find me online, and all of this will be for naught. Congratulations. I have in studio with me tonight the man, the myth, the legend, the gold bloom lookalike himself, Mr. Matt Latori. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. How's Hello. It going? It's going well. Welcome back Thanks. to the Echo Chamber Studios. Yes, it's good. It's been a while. And I have to say right off the bat, I noticed your miniature disc golf. Is that an indoor disc golf set? Yeah, sort of. It's um, it's <laughs> they call red. it they call it a mini basket. Like the things in there are where you mark your frisbee after okay. you throw it. Like you know, like in ball golf, you put a little thing down where you mark the. Your oh, lie. okay. That's what you're supposed to. You mark your lie, but then because disc golf is essentially stoned hippies in the woods. Yeah. At some point, we developed the thing where we started throwing the the markers and, and uh get a whole so i saw it there was just randomly on uh i was looking on amazon you know they have like open box amazon like amazon warehouse i think it's called mm-hmm. where it's all like broken and cheap stuff return christmas presents yeah shit like that and i saw that and it was like 
I forget what I got it for. It was like 10 bucks or something. And oh, that's worth I it. wanted one back when I disc golfed a lot and I still had all the minis. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to get it and see what happens. I think I've used it maybe <laughs> once since I got it. But, I picture, uh, I picture yeah. it sitting in the corner of the room and then you like, you have one of the little discs and you're just staring at it and then you just like lazily, just lazily throw it at it and just kind of cuss at it. And yeah, that's pretty much what sne- happens. Sneer. Yeah. And miss a lot and then lose them. But it was in my other room, it's that, cute. My uh, in the uh, bedroom, but I turned my closet into an altar uh, because oh. I don't have any clothes that need to be in a closet. Uh, so that's why I do my little ritual weird shit. So that was one of the things that was in my closet and it migrated its way out here. <laughs> and it's just sitting there like an asshole, <laughs> mocking us. It is an asshole. So last time you're here, <laughs> that's, that's actually a good uh, segue. Um, we, or, or the time before, it doesn't matter, but we were talking about, uh, the Ukraine, weren't we? Yes. That, yes. And then since then the Ukraine yes. exploded. <laughs> so do you, do you, anything, does that, is your dad cool? Is everything or the places you went? Okay. Yeah, they're okay. We were, we were right in the Crimea where everything where, you know, is where Russia is or Putin just recently said it's part of us now. And, uh, so we were right there when I was there, which was literally, uh, September maybe. Yeah. At the end of September. I didn't notice why well, I, I didn't notice any kind of like um host- there was no hostility there was no there wasn't like there was not like police walking around and stuff yeah. and and you know I knew that we had visit we visited some of the decommissioned submarine bases there actually and I was but I you know didn't come close to any seeing any actual russian fleet but I know that they're they're down there and uh, you know, it's Russia's only way to the, to the ocean and the rest of the you know the the Gulf and everything. So they're gonna. Is that what the that's is that yeah kind of what the that's kind of why is? they okay. yeah that's kind of why Putin wants it and I it was weird though because it's like half of I think half of Crimea is, is has old Russian ties and they're like it's an old school Russian so I don't you know I don't know I think that people in the rest of the Ukraine are throwing a fit, you know, but uh, I think some people, a lot of people in Ukraine don't give a fuck and they're, they, they want to be part of Russia. Yeah. So it's kind of like, but it's probably, I don't know. It's probably more people don't want to be a part of it, but um, I didn't really notice any turmoil when I was right in downtown Kiev, which is we were walking around there for a lot um, for a few days. It was, and I look back on it now and I was walking right by this giant hill where a bunch of people were just shot down, like the the main square uh, that yeah. got that looked like a, it got burned, and there was like a bomb went off. Oh there. yeah, the, that shot that all the yeah were, yeah yeah we I was right there, oh, and shit. it was like it was yeah. it was weird. It was like people were shot there, but I my only memory of it was was local uh lo- local people in and they were in giant like animal costumes that would go up to you and try to get your you know try to have you pay for a, uh-huh. a tourist photo. Really bad, yeah. really bad, like full suited animal costumes. So yeah, like furries or those people exactly. in Times Square. Yeah. Exactly, and I was like, oh, "This is weird." Yeah, and then six months later, it's just explosions. <laughs> yeah, that's so, fur everywhere. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, that's it was funny. Well, not funny. It was a uh, a thing to be remark- remarked upon. That uh, uh, what, what's the city um, Kiev? Was Kiev. It, yeah. What's the other one? Um, the other big one is is Kharkiv. Okay. And that's more towards Russia. Yeah, because I think Kiev was one of the ones, because we were talking about that, and I was like, I barely know what that is. You know, Mm -hmm. if I was stressed, maybe I would have come up with it. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the place Latori was talking about. I'm like, oh, Oh, this is weird. And there was like, wait, that's, I think, like, the place he was talking about. Not (laughs) like, like, some tangential, like, oh, he was in the outskirts of something. Like, damn, that's right there. It was, it was right there. Exact. I still don't understand what's, like, happening. I don't, 
like I saw that um the the Crimea or whatever voted and it was like a hundred percent vote to join Russia. Yes. Which, you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, Saddam Hussein always got elected by a hundred percent, you know, one of those things where it's yeah. yes, it's a free and you know, election, quote unquote. But I don't I don't understand what's ha- like why did this yeah, I, I just don't. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be military. But the military, their whole military is the Russian naval fleet is there, and so they're like, they're like, we're not going to have our naval fleet. Yeah, in uh, just sitting in, in some other country. It's that's kind of that's weird. so weird. And then it's it, so the the Crimea that's actually te- well before recently that was technically part of the Ukraine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it not is. okay. Now it's a sovereign, yes. or at least. In some way, it's recognized as a sovereign nation or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. It's really weird because it's like it's like what if like Texas all of a sudden belonged to Canada or something? Yeah, it's like it's really weird. Yeah. But so I don't know. But you're not going to have to be. I don't know how that works. I don't know if you're in the Ukraine and you go down to Crimea, which is just like this little you know at the end of the country, bordering the ocean. I don't know once you once you cross in there if you got to show the the passport and you're in you know you're in russia now but um and what's really funny is like i think it was it john john Kerry went over there and the u.s has given ukraine billions of dollars now to like yeah, to that. help them and so like my dad and the guys associated with my dad who work in the nuclear industry they're all stoked now because they're like because some of that money is going to go to the nuclear stuff and so they're like oh we might keep our. We might have a job for another year or two because yeah. you know they're just clinging to anything that they can. To, you know they don't make a lot of money over there. Even if even an, an engineer is not making a lot of money over there. So yeah, yeah, but, that's uh, that's yeah, that's wild. We got it pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, we do. <laughs> but here's the thing: is yeah, we have it pretty good. But like, it's maybe it's, we got it too good. No, it's all that that thing, that concept of comparison, like. Yeah, we have it good, but we're supposed to be, we're the people right now, and this is not supposed to be, we literally are the people right now that spend the vast majority of America's money goes to helping other countries or blowing other countries up in the pretense of helping. Yes. So if we're a country that has that amount to drop on other countries, we got it shit because we don't have mm-hmm. healthcare, our taxes are kind of <laughs> high, like our, our infrastructure is exploding, like we we actually have a pretty shitty for the position we're in, it's yeah, like if we're, this, in the, we're in such a good position. We need to we need to leverage our our power a little bit better. And yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's like someone that you know was like somebody that was like you know upper middle class, and then they got a slightly shittier job, but they're still spending like upper middle class. Where it's like mm-hmm. they're just hemorrhaging money and putting money on credit cards. But we're so used to being you know we're number one, we're number one that you know we're <laughs> throwing ourselves into further debt. Uh, you know, very American dream such style. A weird, so. Yeah, it's such a weird. Uh, I've never liked it. I remember just I remember being in grade school and not wanting to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I was, I was like, yeah. even, even at that age, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why? No, we're not. Why do we have to be number one? You know, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway. No, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, because it's, it's still it's still in, ingrained in, our, in my mind. Yeah, it was weird. I was actually not. Maybe even it was today. I was it was I was thinking how odd it was that I still had the Pledge of Allegiance like in my head so strongly. Like <laughs> it's just an, it's such an odd thing, and it's one of those deals where like you learn the syllables of it before you know the meaning. Because like mm-hmm. you know, like learning the alphabet song. Yeah, because I remember it like I remember the alphabet song. But then if you think of the lyrics, it's it, you know I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, it with liberty and justice for all, <laughs> individual liberty and justice for like. 
Yeah, so it's like you're literally pledging your allegiance to the flag and the, you know, the the republic for which it stands. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of creepy. I, yeah, I wish I had the know-how back then to like, kind of raise their hand. They're like, um, you, you do know that I'm in, I am in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... You do know that I'm a child and I don't really know what I'm saying. So terrifically weird. The old variant of that, I, you've probably heard this before, but pre-World War II, we used to do the, uh, uh, it's essentially the Sieg Heil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hand over hard and then like to the Republic for which it stands and you did the full Sieg Heil. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, that, that Hitler fella showed up and, and, you know, kind of right quickly. Kind of ruined that. Yeah, our, our country went, oh, you know, maybe... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and cut that part out because <laughs> he, he ruined a certain mustache style and a, yeah, a certain hand gesture. He, yeah, he ruined that, and he screwed up the swastika. Like, because even if you're yep. like a hippie kind of Eastern type, you're not gonna get away with the well. No, ours is backwards, and it means good luck and eternity. Like, no, sorry, like can't use yeah, that. He won. Like, there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of ways that Hitler lost the war. You know, we're we, we're pretty confident in saying that, but. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Philip K. Dick. But there's a lot of ways that you're confident in saying he lost. But, you, yeah, he won a couple of things. Like, he won a lot of uh, symbolism. Gone. Can't use. Uh, yeah, a lot of hand gestures and, and and a mustache style. There's a lot of ways that, yeah, he definitely, like, left an indelible mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then all that whole genocide thing. But Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of frowned upon. Too. Yeah, but to be fair, there's been a lot more genocides in this world than there have been dictators that have ruined a mustache style. Yeah. <laughs> Because like like Mussolini had a mustache and you still have mustaches like his like there's the Armenian genocide but that didn't like have like you know mop tops become evil yeah. it's he's really he's it's strangely he's like the guy like I, I, I weirdly because he wasn't like as far as genocides are concerned not that effective and certainly not the one that killed the most no and somehow he's our I mean don't get me wrong it's not yeah, he's a really good candidate to be like number one bad guy but it's not. It's not like he's like this runaway. This is like he's not Gretzky. Like there's a, there's really close seconds and probably people that are, you know, further up on the list of evil. But somehow I think it's just the whole fashion sense thing. Yeah. Well, when I'm shaving, I'm not thinking of a, a man, any kind of manifesto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Maybe I should. Yeah. I when, when I first started, you know, having enough stubble to actually, uh, you know, shave not not that little shitty like I don't want to look horrible shaving, but I mean like if I let it grow, this would actually look like something growing level shaving. You know, when I first did that, I, I you know so I had like kind of a mustachey thing growing. I admit I left the Hitler on for a couple minutes just to kind of just kind of see what was up. You know, I might have you like I might have I might have put on some some uh, some antique German clothing and walk, yeah, you know and paste around. I might I might have I don't I didn't. Look, I'm just gonna put it this way: I already had a long trench coat. I already wore black. I already had jack boots. And I'm German. It's not, it's just one of those things that he wanted, you know, everybody's putting on a pair of panties and just, you know, kind of see how it felt, you know, just yeah. to see if it fits. It happens. But yeah, uh, and unfortunately, you know, the panties didn't feel all that comfortable. And, um, you know, uh, what I did to my friend Ira, I really regret. Um, made a nice uh-huh. lamp, though. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I was. Thinking. I wanted to stop myself. I was literally saying that I knew I was going to end that statement with something really horrible, and I'm mm. screaming in my head, "Alex, please don't do this. Don't, don't do it. Don't." And then, <laughs> and then I did. Then I'm it sorry, started, audience. It started off weird when you answered your door completely naked and and let me in. That yeah, was kind of weird. That was weird. Yeah, it's you know, I I like to say mi casa es su casa, and 
when I'm in my house, I like to show off the goods, you know? Uh, and you got to admit, I do an impressive helicopter. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that's too much. All right, that's too much. Did you, speaking of your heritage, speaking of heritage, did you, did you, did you see anything funny on St. Patrick's Day? Did you see any tomfoolery or? No, I didn't go out. I, I have a thing with, um, oh, there's, there, okay, there's a number of things here. One, I don't like busy bars. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I can deal with like a, like a, you know, a, jar, a bar that's like doing well that night, but not you like You're not going to go hang out and relax with a drink and wait. 20 minutes for it to just to get a beer yeah that's just a there's just nothing fun about that you have to scream over but there's nothing fun about that i don't like drinking so much that i'm i'm not going to remember it and then vomit later mm-hmm. and i am one of those people that i i can control that because i really don't like it so it's not i don't feel the urge to like <laughs> when someone goes let's do another shot my urge if i'm too drunk i go no i'm good because like it's not yeah like you can if you want i'm not because i'm gonna feel bad so i don't go and then i'm not in the remotest bit irish like I'm a Europeany kind of mutt, but I don't think there's any Irish in it's my family. Weird. It's weird how it's weird how much it's celebrated over here. I love yeah. the pictures I saw on the internet that said it said like St. Patrick's Day in America, and there was it literally looked like uh, face paint and uh, full body paint like at a football game. Yeah, and dude just like fuck yeah. And then it said meanwhile in Ireland, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, meanwhile in Ireland, and it was just uh, you know some just old folks you know, with their little derby hats, yeah. really chill at a pub. Yeah. And well, I was like, I was like, whoa, like St. Patrick's Day is like a football game over here. What's interesting about that is St. Patrick's Day is essentially an American invention. It, it, it comes from Ireland. Uh, well, one, let's just get some things straight because there's a couple of things that always annoy me, especially about American Irish with hand quotes because the listening audience can see those. Um, one, St. Patrick, not from Ireland. He was either from Scotland or just outside of where uh, in or in where currently England is. Mm. There's no story where he comes from from Scot from Ireland. He's he's a transplant there. Two, he he didn't make the snakes go away. Ireland hasn't had snakes since before the last <laughs> ice age. It's 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 speciation by ice age. It, they killed them all off, and then they were a fucking island, and no snakes showed back up. He mm. didn't do anything. Three. Next I, thing you're gonna tell me, a Pied Piper didn't lead the rats out of a town. No, I, no, that's true. Oh, um, okay. The next thing I'll tell you, though, is uh, Ireland's national color. Blue. Oh, shit. Not kidding. Ireland's national <laughs> color is blue. It went. I didn't know that. It's green because of fucking people taking it over St. Patrick's Day. It became, <laughs> it's kind of a combination of that and then being like the Emerald Isle. And they no do have shit, like is it kind really? Of rolling, but they're, they're um, what do you call it on a flag? A field? They're the, the main color of a flag. I think it's called a field or a, yeah, I think it's a field. But either way, it's blue. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby blue. But uh, it became green, or at least uh, kind of adopted kind of green as the accepted sort of form of it, because people just were going nuts for St. Patrick's Day. And I think it's actually kind of related to America doing it, that for some reason, just the some, Irish over something here. Something with the clover, maybe the green clover. Well, I mean, the green would make sense that you remember, because all, I mean, the Irish, like, you know, Irish get drunk and they sing. And most of their stupid songs are like, I remember the green hills and your blue oh, eyes yeah, yeah. and your skin cancer and the polyps because you have no melanin. <laughs> like, it, all their songs reference green, but their actual colors <laughs> are blue. But uh, apparently there's like after the potato famine and all the Irish showed up over <laughs> here and, and, you know, started building all the shit. Uh, that's where the whole celebration, the big thing came from. But apparently it's not much to do with actual Ireland. It's, it's wow. weirdos in the States that took mm-hmm. it over. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not at all surprised that Ireland is like on St. Patrick's Day is it's, it's what now? St. Patrick, 
Yeah, I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> let's put it. Let's make the fountains and the river green. Yeah, that's creepy. That is. I saw. Um, they had a funny thing with a uh, not St. Pat. Well, it's called not St. Patrick's Day, but uh, years ago I saw a video of somebody was playing to kind of standard Irish kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were in you know I don't know, Belfast, sure, but they were playing videos of uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame uh, in the footballing school uh, in whatever state that's in. The footballing school. Yeah. Well, that's what they're famous for is football, yeah, right? That's yes. Notre Dame football. Um, but uh, they uh, they were playing videos of that to people in Ireland. They're like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, they're showing the little like punchy Irish stereotype that the, the Notre Dame, uh, uh, their their mascot is. And the Irish people are like, what the hell? This Mick. is real? <laughs> like, I never, I never. <laughs> Mick, I love Mick Punchy. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. That's awesome. Is that? I'm guessing it's in, it's either in Pennsylvania or Michigan. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Oh, good. Okay. I thought, it, yeah, I don't know anything about college sport or college anything really. But uh, yeah, the video is funny because just Irish people going like, this is real. Like this is an American thing. And they all find it incredibly mm-hmm. odd how Boston is, how Irish they are. Because mm-hmm. they're like, you're not Irish. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not <laughs> Irish. You're, you're, you're Americans. Like, you know. You don't have she- you don't tend sheep. Yeah. Was uh, did you uh, did you go out and get Aaron go broad? Aaron go bro broad. No, I was I was downtown early early on Sunday. We were doing the we were doing the uh, the Shamrock. Speaking of Shamrock Run, oh fun. Yeah. We had a big group of. And I, we just did that real quick, and then we got out of downtown. But it was like I li- like looking like walking past Kells their their giant tent. It was like ten in the morning. Yeah, and it was already like security outside checking ids to get in yeah and we were just like imagine the amount of like barf that's just going to be on the street here in like a few hours yeah and uh like little girls were going to the tent to do their you know the little gaelic dance you know it was like i was like we need to go home but yeah yeah i mean good for that weird it's just a weird it's a, and it's a, the reason I, I bring it up is it, it always lands on it's the day after my birthday so it's always like my birthday always coincides with oh, yeah. and I'm and I'm not Irish at all but I end up drinking with a yeah. bunch of other people on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's annoying that does kind of get in your way of birthday celebrations. Yeah. Like if you have your birthday off you drink the night before but then you're kind of fucked. Hmm. Yeah. That's all right. I'm used to that. Yeah, I mean whatever it's fine. I just I don't like crowded Bar. It's just, and it's all the people there. They're just those aren't the kind of drinkers I like. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm a big. Uh, that's the cl- being in those bars. Is, that's the classic. Like, hey Alex, and the, it's the classic. Uh, I'm really having a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just trying to trying to make it work. Yeah, and I just I can't put that kind of effort into things. And like I don't I don't really like saying woo. Uh, at, at the top of my lungs i mean in this it's like to mock the people that are doing it for real because i'm not above being that level of kind of sardonic at people but i don't like saying woo i don't like particularly you don't, screaming you don't, do you like saying yeah you like yell yeah uh no not particularly <laughs> um i mean if if it's a sporting event and and a goal was scored in a tight game yeah yeah i i might get a i might get you a go, yeah you go, yes yeah like uh, just about there. I might even give like a like a hand, good job, like like a, like a slap of hand together, maybe even a fist pump of some variety. I'll go ahead if I'm mm. in the spirit. But if you're just at a bar, there's no amount like it's there's no amount of booze that makes me want to be like, yay, we're in a bar. 
Woo! Look at we're it's loud and we could be anywhere else and having a civil conversation. Ooh! Oh look, Aaron just passed out. Like uh, I'm just assuming Aaron is an Irish name. I couldn't think of a Irish first name. I just because it was Aaron Gobra. McDonough. Oh, McDonough Google just just barfed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, Conan, he's on the floor again. <laughs> he's funny. Ooh, he's on the floor. Let's sing stupid songs from 200 fucking years ago. Seamus, get over it. <laughs> There's whiskey in the jar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, every song's about whiskey and missing something, and now there's water between us and where it came from. Hey, everybody, let's play Shane McGowan because we don't care about him except for on tonight and then uh, at Christmas when you play the fairy tale one. Woo! Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he personifies complete and complete and total wastedness. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, well, yeah. What a great fucking sponsor for your for your uh, the Emerald Isle. Like, oh great, a bad toothed alcoholic. Uh, way to way to break down stereotypes. Yeah. My Asian friend's uh, favorite band. He's he, he fucking he's a really bad driver, and, and it's really deferential to his boss. <laughs> I couldn't think of. I honestly, I went with Asian. I realized I don't know enough Asian stereotypes to finish this. I'm like, oh fuck. Uh, all right, bad driver. Oh uh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> so, um, I was going to ask you about things. Oh, let's do this. Uh, so Matt, uh, we've actually referenced this on the show before, but uh, I talk to the audience now. I'm talking to you as well, but I realized I said Matt and it sounded like I was talking to you. So audience, Matt, as referenced on previous episodes, uh, is a collector. Yes. A collector of things. Now, Matt, I have a question for you, and this is going to be an in-depth one. What are these things I've heard so much about me just saying just about now? <laughs> <laughs> these things. I collect science fiction cover art from the, the 50s to actually all the way through Probably 90s, a little bit, not so much after that, but I'll buy, and, and in particular, uh, one artist, Richard M. Powers, who did, you know, over a thousand, you've, you've seen his, you've seen his work on, on stuff. You'd probably will, you would probably just have to see a couple of them and you'd recognize it easily. But, um, just got, you know, I don't know, it, it started with just reading sci-fi and, and collecting those, collecting sci-fi books in general. And then I just was just completely just taken over by this one artist and then i realized how prolific he was and i started collecting the books and um going on almost 500 paperbacks now and, and i have about i have almost i have about probably about 400 at least to more to go so it's still it's still it's still going on so i've been driving around all over to but it's also nice to go find hole in the wall bookstores yes i do buy stuff online but i try not to as much as possible but it's just it just gets to a point where it's just uh, a lot cheaper, and so I started a website trying to catalog all his all the art. There's been there's a couple other websites out there called the Powers Compendium and some other things that have like here are some of my favorite Richard Powers covers. But I, what I really wanted to do was have a definitive one where I could just catalog all like all of them, and then I realized it's a thousand p- pictures to upload. Yeah, and and. So it's an ongoing process. It's uh it's richardpowerscoverart.com and uh if you uh you know and if you click on each cover you can find all the like the publication specifics the um the di- you know the date how many pages it was whether if it was a paperback or a hardback and uh and actually my dad helped me a lot a lot with it um just kind of like compiling compiling the information just cuz it's so much and uh so it's been a it's a it's basically like taking taking stuff off the internet 
And then the stuff that I can't find, I'll take, I'll actually physically take pictures of the books that I have. And, and now that I've started, I can't, I can't just stop. Yeah. But it's, it's only going to get really hard because some of those old, the old hardbacks are so expensive now. So, oh, really? You know, I'm not really, you know, I don't want to pay $25 for a book. Yeah. I want to pay $3. Oh, no. I, yeah. No, I wasn't thinking like expensive, like, <laughs> you know, collector expensive, but still, yeah. No, that, yeah. Like, like the, yeah. like the 50s and 60s hardbacks. You can, I saw them. I was at Powell's this morning. I saw them, but they don't have the dust jackets with the artwork. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of pointless. Uh, yeah. Now, what's this, do you know this dude's story? Do you know about Richard, uh, Richard um, Powers? Not, you know, since, yeah, I have, there's one book called The the Art of, uh, it's just, I think it's called The Art of Richard Powers. It's, it's uh, edited by a, a woman named uh, Jane Frank. I hope that was, I hope it's a woman, but. um, um Jane, I think that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you're an idiot and you're looking and at that, the library and it's actually yeah, so, Jane, comma, Frank. So that was like, that's kind of what got me started. It has pictures of his his paintings like rad paintings that have been from various people's collections and the back of the book is is uh, as far as the, uh one of the one of the master lists cuz he also did fiction you know he would do he would do say you know um a collection of by James Blake or something and he would do a picture of James Blake or he would do he would do internal illustrations for like textbooks or something, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of, and you know, there's magazines and there's, uh, there's all sorts of other things, um, uh, mediums that he did, but, uh, um, but I'm trying to get through just the paperback and the hardbacks. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just, it's the best, it's the, it's what I would like to draw. If I, if I could paint, that's what I would like to do. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like surreal. It's like it's surrealism, and it took science fiction art from like a uh, kind of a cartoonish looking guy next to a rocket on the moon, like you know, yeah. on this to out super surreal looking, you know, um, and, and his stuff in the '60s and the '70s was just crazy. So yeah, no, I know the I know the era that he. I guess where that starts. Did he ever do any of those, those early ones where it's like, you know, like it's obviously a really Aryan looking white guy on the moon holding a chick with her bosoms going out. And it's like, you know, white <laughs> men from the moon battled yes. the Martians. Like, you know, he, I think that was actually, that's like early, early fifties, even late forties. Yeah. So no, even his, even his fifties stuff is a little more abstract than that. Oh, so he, he yeah. started off having a cool style. I right. think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely, you can definitely watch the progression, but um, but I always find it amusing when you see, you know, an artist or a writer that you like and you see like their first like, you know, a couple couple to four things where it's they're so trying to fit the style that was good at mm-hmm. the time before they actually let, you know, before I guess they got a name enough so they could start doing their own. You're like, this mm-hmm. is fucking weird. You know, it's like Picasso doing, you know, a, 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 a you know, a still life in the style of fucking Norman Rockwell or something where you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell's happening here? Like, this is this yeah. is impossible. Like, I sort of see their brushstroke, but this isn't. That's not you. Like, yeah. 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 yeah he, I, I don't know. The, I think I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by, I mean, he had a family and moved around and, uh, it was an avid, very avid tennis player apparently, mm. but he, but the, the amount of like, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, each of these covers is like a rad drawing or a painting of a, of a, you know, it's not, it's not the size of the book, obviously. And I was like, I was like, okay, wait a minute. A thousand of them. Yeah. I was like, how did he, how did you even do that? How did you find time to do that? Yeah. I guess he could just bust it out. And it's weird when those numbers start getting brought up like that. Yeah, like um, and that's that's the only the sci-fi stuff. That's not. I don't think that's including like a lot of the nonfiction. 
Yeah, I was looking for a while, uh, certainly nowhere near the level you're talking about, but like I got like kind of hooked on Ralph Steadman, you know, mm-hmm. the guy that does uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the mm-hmm. you know the famous thing from, uh, I almost called it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have that. Is it Gonzo the Art? I have, yeah. I have a book of, but of that. He, he's like that level of stuff too. It's like they, they talk about the number of things he did. It's like, I don't know if it's a thousand, but it's like a fucking shitload. And yes, just for me, it's like the way the the quality of any given one. If they, if you ask me to guess, I'd be like, I don't know, it probably does like what six a year. You know, like I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's that fucking that would be like ten would be a huge number. Apparently, it's like no, he did you know a fucking you know fifty a year. You know, it's just yeah insanity. I think I yeah um, Asimov and 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 Bradbury did that too. They have like just insane an insane amount of stuff that yeah just every day i mean writing every day for probably you know i don't know six hours maybe yeah f- three hours i was thinking about but like it, if yeah. you did it like every single yeah. day but i don't know that kind of goes into something i wanted to ask, like yeah about writing because it's like i don't know with your book and stuff i've totally i like writing too but man lately i sit down and i'm just like i just stare i'm staring at the screen yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was at the coffee shop this weekend. And I wrote like, I think I wrote thirteen hundred words. Like, I just kind of sat down mm-hmm. and just banged it out. And I realized, like, if I did that every day, that's that's what sixty five thousand words a year or something like that. Like, it would have to be. Yeah, if no, you, did, a, if you um, did it every day, there'd not, have not, to be something good. Sorry, in there. not every not every day. I mean, I bet. I mean, if I did that once a week, it would be a novel a year, which is like. Well, that, that, of course, that's completely possible. Absolutely. And, but then I was like, but I could easily do this once. I could easily do this a day. And that's, you know, uh, th- th- four or 500,000 words. You know, that would be yeah. uh, uh, novels upon novels a year. And it's completely doable if I didn't have like yeah. a day job or whatever. And it's so weird that it's that it's almost kind of impossible when it's not impossible because a lot of other writers do it. But like, yeah, you're right. It's weird because for me, it's if I do like. 1300 words in a week i'm like yeah fuck you that's good you know I, that's 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 mm-hmm. my work done for the week but yeah those guys it's fucking like that's stupid insane. uh stupid fucking uh stephen king is he, he just stop it like the amount of work how do you <laughs> take it you, easy take it easy king do that yeah it's it, and, amount, and, a, and a lot of the guys you know imagine the guys from back in the day full on full on typewriter no yeah. no saving copies no yeah it's the editing, like editing a whole book and like, Jesus. Yeah. I, it's, it's odd. Like the way that works too, because I have a feeling not I have a feeling, but I, I could test this, but I, th- no, I couldn't test it because I'd, I'd have to never have a computer. But if I was in the world of typewriters, yes. I, I actually think it would take me the same amount of time to write, but the time would be spent differently. Cause like, yeah, I do it kind of like in like a vomit draft style. Like I just kind of, I'll do like a bit of an outline, then kind of a vomit draft, where I just kind of throw everything out, just kind of like there, it's a book, and then go back and fill everything in and edit and kind of, I kind of mm-hmm. build it up from the skeleton out, almost like three D print a book. But uh, <laughs> I think if it was a, if I had a typewriter, I probably would have spent more time in the planning and the kind of crafting the the story in my head and outlining on paper, and then. So the mm-hmm. first draft that I make now is like literally something, I mean, I literally just call it a vomit draft. It's just this shit on a paper, just bleh, there, it, mm-hmm. it's out of my fucking head finally. But in the old days, I think maybe just because it would be insane to do a vomit draft because one, it would cost money yeah. for paper, for typewriter ink, and then the time to edit, to make it just, it wouldn't <laughs> work. It's, it's, you know, it would be impossible. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's something I've thought about because 
I heard, um, I was reading the J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien when he was writing, because he did the, uh, all three of those are supposed to be one book, The Lord of the Rings, it's supposed to be one big-ass book, but it was during the war, so, like, there's no fucking way you're putting out a book that large. That would be hard to get through that whole book. Yeah, um, but the idea was, you know, just binding it, and it was just, if, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, how serious it was, it was supposed to be one book, but that was kind of, I guess, his idea around it, but he, uh, they t- referred to, like, hiring fingers, where it's like he would just handwrite and then hire somebody else that's good at typing and good at, like, you know, um, I guess spell check or, you know, a grammarian to mm-hmm. type it up for you. And it's like, Oh, that's so fucking weird. You know, <laughs> did you ever see there? There's a, there's a documentary out on, um, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but it's, a, but it's on Harlan Ellison, I think. Oh, uh, dreams with sharp teeth. Yeah. 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 yeah and he's got in his, like, so Robin Williams is interviewing him. He, like he's taking Robin Williams through his house. And then in one hallway, he's got, um, a little closet section that has that specific typewriter that he still used, yeah. you know, that he always used. And, he, and there, there was like 10 of them in mint condition in a case, just kind of lined up. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I go, he's, I go, he's not, I go, really? No computer, huh? Yeah. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King does that too. And not to keep bringing up Stephen King. Does he just, really? Um, I actually hate, I don't like Stephen King all that much as a writer. It's just, he's a piece, um, you know, he's so well known, but, uh, mm-hmm. I saw him, I saw a picture of him and it just infuriated me because it's like, yeah, you're so fucking quirky, you cunt. But uh, he was on set of that <laughs> under the dome and he's got his dumb fucking typewriter on set because he's <laughs> like, ah, fuck you. Like, it's just, I I understand the quirks of writers. I obviously understand that. I am one. Like, I, I think I can call myself one. I wrote a fucking full book. People read it like, I'm allowed to join your ranks now. You're not that quirky. You could write on a goddamn computer, dude. Like you just mm-hmm. wanna. You just you're so fucking enamored with yourself that you want to have that little quirk to you. Like mm-hmm. that's why you hate all the movies that are made about you. You little pretentious prick. Like oh, God, I fucking dislike that guy. You it, really like him. Yeah. It's not <laughs> the thing is. It's not even like his books that bother me so much. It's mostly him. Like his books are at best like just inoffensive. It's just like, like, but he's had. But there's. But he's. But he's wrote a lot of good stories though. He's wrote a lot. I mean, again, he's wrote a lot. I mean, of, he's wrote honestly, a lot of good stories, but the books aren't that good. Yeah. Like, if if you think about like, all right, uh, Carrie, cool enough story, but the book fucking drags. It's not very well written. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, The Shining actually was well written, so that's that's one of the few not you know examples that does. Uh, uh, and I haven't. I've totally. I'm totally out of touch with them now. Is he like currently putting? Is he currently putting yeah. things out? He actually just wrote. Uh, oh, somebody was talking Christ. to me about this. Just wrote the sequel to The Shining. Uh, it's called um, Doctor Sleep, and it follows. Really? It follows. Um, is it like brand new? Yeah, it just it came out. Yeah, I guess this year. Uh, it follows. Uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Red Rum, little kid Jack, from, or the kid is Danny uh, or Danny. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah Danny Torrance and. Uh, he is, so they follow him when he's in his, I guess, I don't know, thirties or something. And he's a therapist and something, but, uh, well, the person that read it was telling me about it and this is not spoilers for anybody. So I'm not going to give anything away, but at some point, one of the characters said something as cheesy, this might actually be the line, but something as cheesy as see ya wouldn't want to be ya. And that's exactly Stephen King in my mind. (laughs) This just out of touch fucking boob that just bothered me. And yeah, the stories are good, Mm -hmm. but they're not written well like mm-hmm. it, it's I, I got yeah i mean that's the best i can word it it just bothers him because like yeah these are good stories but you're not there's a lot you know, of it there's he, there's just so much they're like i don't know this, through collecting through collecting and reading sci-fi there's 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 authors that have like four books yeah that in this or maybe a collection of short stories 
and which is kind of what I'm like really interested right now, but but a, a short story that's maybe I don't know twenty pages or more, or maybe a little bit more. The story can the story those stories have had more sometimes more impact on me than you know a yeah. whole novel. So I mean, it's like quantity or you know quality over quantity. If you can if you can do something really good in in fifty pages versus five hundred, you know there's something, yeah. there's something to be said for that. No, I certainly agree, and it's part of the thing that annoys me about him because like like periphery is that book couldn't have been written any shorter. Like, I, I mean, couldn't have been written any quicker. Like I could have, cause I, there's multiple times I realized that that's, that was a really bad idea for a first novel midway through. I was like, I should, cause I had two other ideas, three other ideas. Bad idea to try to make it as long as it was. No, no. Or? I mean, just, I shouldn't have said long. I mean, just as long as it took to write, not the no. length of the book, but midway through, I was just like, this is too difficult for a first, first novel. This is idiocy on my part. Mm. It's impossible to describe harder to write. This is dumb. I should, and I have other, like I'm writing one, I'm writing one of the novels. I already had the idea and the outline for it while I was writing periphery, but I said, no, this is the book that I need to write. This is the thing. Cause this is what needs to happen for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote periphery and it took, you know, really a fucking long time to do it. If I was Stephen King or read a stupid advice, dumb book, which I were part of, he, he would have said, no, just put it on the side and do the one that you can write quickest and just, and just, mm-hmm. ah, just write, 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 just throw out garbage because people like garbage. And I mean, the fact is he's right. Cause people. People yeah. lap up garbage. They're are fucking, you yeah. are you uh, is there something that you're working on now? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, like 1,200 words into uh, a thing I'm calling intention right now, which is not going to be the title, but it's a working title. Yeah, I just it's again I'm really bad at at um titling things. It's always my like when I put it. Well, voice, it has to. I yeah because it has to be good. Yeah, when I put it in void, it has to be really a good, a good title. I mean. Yeah. When I did Void Sutras, it's, uh, I forgot how many actual pieces are in there, but you know, let's say there's 30 pieces in there. I think maybe four had titles because mm-hmm. I, I hadn't put them out anywhere. So it just, it doesn't occur to me to title. I don't care about titles. So it's no, just, yeah, not really individual poems. Yeah. So, know. so I had to go through and slog my way through and like give titles and stuff. So, but this one essentially is, uh, and it's much easier to describe, thankfully. Uh, and one of the reasons I thought maybe I should write this one first, but, uh, the, the, the story essentially is, uh, a guy, uh, goes you know he's coming home from work and uh, he arrives at his house to see a moving van and his uh, landlord informs him that he's been dead for almost a month and then he goes to his own funeral and sees his body mm-hmm. and then the book starts hmm. so it's it's actually one of those ones like oh i can explain <laughs> this it's much more of a traditional book but um it's not a traditional because i'm writing it mm-hmm. so it there's uh it starts to get really weird and then, you know, there becomes like there's a there's an occult shop in it and it, it's it spirals into Alex territory. But I'm like, I can at least explain this one. Like, it's not. Well, there's a guy that theoretically goes into a theoretical place and does theoretical things, but there's multiple realities operating. Uh, this and, time they're like, no, this is happening. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can actually. Well, there's a little bit of an aspect of the, well, is this happening to it? But not nearly as much as periphery, which was the point. But uh, I was like, oh, I actually can explain this one. Like, this is something cool and then if you go hey he comes home to discover he's been dead for a while people can be like oh cool i can i can get my head around that it sounds, that sounds like, like a, it sounds like i need to you're you're inspiring me to, it's like sounds like i need to spend more time writing and less time buying books that other people wrote yeah i mean or the other way i mean who knows you know it's <laughs> i i know that there is a shitload of books i needed to have in my head like i needed to fill up to a certain point to mm-hmm. to get to writing you know where i was writing like mostly like I know periphery, a lot of it was helped by Frank Herbert reading. Like I've read like most of the stuff he wrote, the guy that did Dune and uh, it has no, absolutely no influence on my writing, mm-hmm. but it, except for kind of, I know how to not write like him. Cause 
there's a he just takes fucking forever same as george R. R. martin like yeah. i think it helped to read the, the all the game of thrones stuff or like game of ice and fire whatever the real title is but uh it's it's it helped me to tell an efficient story because it's like oh that's how you don't because it's just like hurry the fuck up people like, yeah I, well, I read the first i read the first game of thrones book and i was and then i didn't continue because I, I i was just like this is i this is not really my style i like it yeah I, it was okay. I was interested, but I was like, I'd rather read about. It's almost like I, I almost would like to read about a an imaginable future instead of a, an imaginable past. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, and for me, that's a lot of that's the kind of like the difference between sci-fi and fantasy sometimes. No, oh, no, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of like it's weird. I kind of agree with the the Game of Thrones stuff, but it's for me, it's written in such a style that. Once I learned to kind of, I kind of accepted that I'm never going to be an expert on it or even remember most of the names. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of reading yeah. it for like, there's a lot in there. just kind of, <laughs> I was kind of reading it to just enjoy reading it. Like not really even taking most of it in. I really enjoyed it. And I kind of almost not speed read it, but like I kind of burned my way through <clears> to <throat> the interesting parts, which was kind of fun. Cause it was, it was cool to read, but like it wasn't an emotional investment. I mean, it was an emotional investment, but it wasn't like an intellectual one because it's like, I don't give a fuck where I am. I don't care about your dumb map. Oh, a whole thing about the history of this era. Flip, 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 flip. Nice okay, map. back to good stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Oh, yeah. great. That's that's how you get the fucking Gondor. Like the same as yeah. Lord of the Rings. I mean, if I had read more books before I had read Lord of the Rings, I honestly never would have liked that book, but I was so young that it was tricked. I, I, I would agree. Was I would good. agree with that. Jesus Christ! I, no. I tried to. I tried to reread it twice now, and it's just like, oh, you're. St- oh, shut up! I don't care. Oh, great! We're going to find the the Hebrew and no one's showing. Oh, this is never going to show up in the book again. There goes seventy pages of my life. I've said this before. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's yeah. All right. <laughs> have you heard anything? Uh, speaking of Frank Herbert, have you? Have you? Are Are you hip to? Uh, the Jadarowski. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's been occupying my time too, because it started before I collected Richard Powers cover art. I, I was collecting copies of Dune, like different. Oh, really? From around the world. Oh, that's oh, cool. oh yeah. That's where kind of where it might, that's where it started. The sci-fi collecting, yeah. I think, I think started. And then, um, you mean the book covers? Yeah. Cause there's a Act, lot, actual the, different versions yeah. of, of Dune, all, you know, all the way to Chapter House Dune. And even, yeah. and then I started getting, uh, uh, Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson's, their spinoffs yeah. after that, which the new one just came out, Mentats of Dune, I think. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fuck with it. Yeah. I, but the Joe Dorowski's one is when you really get into that thing, I bet the, uh, that documentary is coming out. I don't even, yeah. I'm not quite sure if it'll actually hit theaters like in Portland. But there, there'll be there's there'll be a way to find it. But man, I am so fascinated on the like it is literally like the greatest movie that was never made, or it was probably it could have been pr- kind of hokey and cheesy, you know. Uh, or th- or Orson Welles was going to be in it. Mick, that the one that- Mick Jagger, David Carradine, Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali, that's the other uh, I think of. Yeah. A soundtrack by Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, creature creature effects by Geiger. Yeah, Every, it was it was just so stacked that I was like, no, I think I think it would have been kind of amazing. I but it's up there. I I think there's one. I think you got to go with Terry Gilliam's uh, Quixote mm-hmm. as the greatest movie that never got made because it was so <laughs> many attempts for it. Who knows? It would have been a great movie, but yeah. so many attempts. But um, yeah, the just like catch the audience up. Jodorowsky is this? Uh, is he? Do you know what country he's actually from? Is he Mexico? I think it's um, 
Wow, I don't know. I think yeah, maybe. I think or Argentinian or Argentinian. I, I can't. I I can't remember. I don't well, know either way, he's just he's just really trippy. Spain. I don't know. 1960s, 1970s director. Probably goes further back than that. But the movies I know him from is uh, and he's famous for is uh, Holy Mountain, uh, El Topo, and yes. probably there's like one more, right? Uh, I think it's Santa Sangre too. I think. Yeah, Santa that sounds Sangre. kind of. I don't think I saw that one. But either way, he's this really trippy, surreal, just oddball director. Very 70s over the top like clockwork orange meets uh like uh, naval gazing art house film like just the 20 minute scenes of naked girls doing occult ceremonies and then some guy dresses jesus shooting someone with a six shooter just weird shit and he was gonna do frank <laughs> herbert's dune which was the hot property going around hollywood for mm-hmm. quite some time and um because it, it would it was passing hands like the, yeah. the project was passing hands I still think I, I I still think they should do it again. I think they should do it. They're talking about it again. There's there's again rumors. I actually think like okay, I'm going to word it this way, but it's something along the lines of one of the one of the um studios I think just bought the right the movie rights to it again. I, you or know, something I, along those lines. And, and I, I I periodically hear that too. I just yeah. want it to be like a real thing. I mean, I'm still I'm still one of the faithful that I thought David Lynch's one I thought David Lynch's Dune was rad. I was, I was so into the books when, and then that movie. I just and everyone's, every, all the uh, critic reviews are just like, yeah, just how talk about how horrible and it was such a failure this thing was. And I was like, well, David Lynch agreed. He took his name off of it. He 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 did yeah. an Alan Smithy on it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Jadawarsi one. So they made a documentary about it, and it's. It, yeah. I think it's released now in in some film festival. I think I'd read. Yeah, but, it's a, it finally made its way to the states. Yeah. So hopefully. We'll be able to see it soon, but I, I would love to see a remake one. I liked David Lynch's Dune. I liked him more before I read the books because, mm-hmm. um, I didn't read the books until, I don't know. I mean, I read them a while ago now. I think about it. I read them when I was like 20. Um, but that was still like 15 years after that movie came out or something. I mean, that movie was out, you know, when I was quite young, but mm-hmm. so I liked the movie and then I read the books. And I'm like, these books are fucking infinitely better than that stupid movie and i i don't know if i would have i probably actually would have liked the movie more if i did it the other way but like it just those books blew it out of the yeah. goddamn water once i got yeah. to the, uh, the fourth uh, i think god emperor of dune is the fourth but uh, once i got to that i was just like oh my god this is killer uh that's when Le- like leto turns into a full yeah he's a, turning into I a full room think- a full worm that, reminiscent of like job of the hut floating around on some kind of like thing. Well, yeah yeah that is four just, yeah yeah he's just all known yeah because there's doom messiah and children of doom yeah yeah it's dune dune messiah children of dune yeah god emperor of dune and, and so, then the two it, shitty ones yeah, <laughs> yeah chapter yeah that's a uh chapter house is the last one and, and the, yeah the other one yeah whatever um the uh yeah, I love those books up to the last two. And the last two weren't that bad, but they were like a little like, like I remember one where like the big reveal was that the Bene Gesserit are actually Jews. And it's like, <laughs> like you fucking made that really obvious in like the first book, maybe the second one. Like it was so fucking odd, like every part of it. Like, I don't even know. He, I'm sure he didn't say directly in any of the previous books, but you would have to not have been paying all that much attention to well, the not whole, figure that out. Yeah, and the whole series, if you if you the whole if you look at the whole series, it's all about which which factions survives through the millennia yeah. through, through the more than millennia, I guess. I guess it keeps going and going and going but these 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 uh the you know, the guild and then the humans and the gola and the and a Jesuit, yeah. like they're always they're always still Kind yeah, the Talaxians or I don't know how you say it, but yeah, yeah Axians. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, one I caught, so I'm actually rereading Dune right now. I'm on, uh, I'm actually on God Emperor right now. Um, cause I haven't read it in a while and I was trying to read something that has nothing to do with the book I'm writing just cause I, 
I, I just, I have a hard time. I, I'm really good at like, if I'm hanging out with an English person, I'll start saying fucking English phrases. So like, I don't, I know that words start seeping into me. So I, I have to read stuff that's nothing to do with my book. So I'm reading that. And at one point they talked about the Ixians or whatever, the I X, yeah. those people yeah. and that they're kind of like a lost people. Their technology is really desired, but it's almost like they're, I don't think they're still around or maybe just the remnants are still around. Mm-hmm. But at one point they say, um, well, their name, their, uh, they got their name because they were the ninth planet from their sun which is Roman numerals right. for nine. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, is this? And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's, because they don't talk about Earth. Like, I don't think they ever reference the no. planet or like as we know it. And no. um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, oh, nine. I'm like, what a hint that's dropped. I'm like, oh, fuck. I wonder if that's, okay, so they're the ancestors of the first humans that left the, left the galaxy. So they're the, are, they're mm-hmm. the humans we understand. And I missed that completely the first time I read the books. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what a what a neat little, it's, I mean, again, not to, not to keep bringing fucking back to my stupid book, like, but that's the shit I did in Periphery. Like, there's a lot of, like, hidden little dumb shit in there that I'm like, I, that I love doing that. So when I went back to, to fucking uh, Frank Herbert, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you did that. Oh, look at you. And I was like, oh, it's, it was really fun because. Look at the, you. Yeah, there's a whole bunch, look at Jews, you know, the Bene Gesserit. Oh. But, uh, oh, that reminds me too. Well, it's got to be a pretty good book if you want to read it twice. Yeah, well, all of them. Yeah, up until the last two. I might give the last two another chance if I'm still reading it when I'm reading when I'm writing this book. Because again, it's really good to not influence my writing, and maybe I'll give them another chance to see if they're not as yeah. bad as I thought. But I think I think the last two, yeah, they got like nothing to do with Paul or Leto, right? Like that's most of it. It's, it's all about the Ben and Jezreel. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a sisterhood of Dune. I think. It's one yeah, of them. I think that's it. And then Chapter House. But yeah. um, so I was looking today online and. I was uh, taking around looking at uh, ritual ceremonies, hermetic ceremonies, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I find one, and it's a ceremony about trying to relieve yourself from anxiety. And it talks about I putting need, I need this putting on a cloak. Well, I I have a, I have a bookmark. <laughs> I'll send it to you because you'll you'll love what happened. Talk about putting on a cloak and getting your ceremony with a dagger and starting a thing. And they go doing the whole walk around and go and repeat and repeat this. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death. And I what the fuck. It's like, litany against fear. The, the literally word for word, the litany against fear so by the Bene Gesserit. So right. I go, whoa, 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 is the litany against fear something that actually existed before Frank Herbert? I'm like, oh, did I, I like, oh, I guess he just took a prayer from somewhere else. So I look at the citation and it says, you know, from Frank Herbert, the litany against mm-hmm. fear, the Bene Gesserit. I'm like, they actually took from a fiction book <laughs> and this isn't a legit ritual on like a webpage for, for like a, I think it's actually for the, the Sekhmet Lodge in, in Portland. I think I found it. Uh, and it's like, this so is, uh, what, what, so is how legit is this really? How I mean, legit is this ritual if they're just pulling off a dune? But that's the thing. It, it is legit. Cause I mean, they're a recognized part of the OTO. Like this is like a legitimate right. chapter. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so weird. I mean, I guess because it, it makes if you think about Thelema, the point is intention. So it doesn't really as long That's as the true. words. I was going to yeah. say that as long as. Yeah, you can. You, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I just uh, hint, hint audience, if you're confused about when my book comes out, it's all about intention. Those rituals, right? Intention. We're just, just going to get that in there. So early. when I, so when I change the name of the book, eventually you guys will have the, the inside track of of what's going to happen. You know, because <laughs> yes. um, again, it's the I actually sent it to somebody because. It's again one of those things where it's like kind of normal, kind of normal, kind of normal. What the fuck is happening? Uh, like <laughs> periphery, where it's you know a normal guy trying to get a job. Things are happening, and there's birds raining on him. You know, so there's this one. I'm like, is this interesting enough to get you to hear? And they're like, yeah, I can't. I, I really, I can't wait to find out what happens next. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, and I haven't even gotten to the swerve yet. Yay! Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> it'd be it'd be uh that that's uh the bookstore um on twenty uh, third called I think it's I, how do you say it? Dallas Day Daedalus the the Daedalus Daedalus yeah <clears throat> they occasionally have some they have some rad um like ritualistic stuff that I've seen that's oh, really? like that, that that seems pl- pretty legit. Where's that one? A lot of it's on 23rd and what I mean. So you're on 20 like if you go all the way up Burnside through downtown and you know heading west take a right on 23rd it's immediately it's like a couple blocks in on your right hand side. Tucked, oh okay. It's tucked away right there. But yeah. they have like you got to kind of search for it but th- I would know I noticed some really cool uh stuff there in in the metaphysics section oh, nice. and stuff. yeah i should check that out because i've been looking mm-hmm. i want to pick up some more because i'm kind of at like the stuff i mean kind of so, and some of them very expensive oh well maybe i won't look there because <laughs> i've been uh like oh these are yeah. actually like old and yeah so maybe have cool. some uh, validity i some. i just i thought <laughs> at the end of kind of the practice i've been working on uh just whatever the random shit i've been doing them like i need to move on to something else or get deeper into them and i don't really like getting deeper because i'm not a big memorize a bunch of shit and because i'm come from the chaos magic side like just mm-hmm. your intention fucking changes the universe i don't need specific fancy words and i need this exact chemical and this but like that's there's you I don't might know. be yeah you might yeah. be able to do that stuff just with your thoughts I, that's my thought behind it and as long as you feel magical while you're doing it mm-hmm. that's the point and i don't need all that like window mm-hmm. dressing to make it magical but like i'm kind of out of the surface level stuff to read so it's like the next thing is i either st- have to start taking steps deeper to start getting into like, you know, the arrangements of the, you know, the signs and the time of the year and the blah, 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 like all the, like the, that kind of next level sigil making crap. And it's like, I don't, it's not like I don't want to, but it's like, that takes a lot of effort and just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to concentrate, but it's well, like, how if ma- I can find a fun store. But how much, yeah. how, how much more simple is this like, just the st- uh, stick with meditation and stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. I, like, I like sigil work. Like you write down your intention on a piece of paper, you make a sigil out of it, you burn it, you put blood on it, whatever you want to do and empower it. And, and <laughs> piss on. yeah, but no, pissing on is part of it. I do, I do blood work all the time. Actually, we've got yeah. one of those, um, one of those little pricky things for diabetics uh-huh. to prick your finger. Like, uh-huh. cause it, to me, giving blood to something is that seems powerful. And if I think it's powerful, it is mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the entire point. It's like, you know, I would agree with that. At least to, you know, my approach to it. And, and frankly, I'm the one doing it. So my approach is the one that matters in this situation. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not like I have fucking Alistair Crowley behind me going like, no, mm-hmm. you must do the, every third step of the manual must be turned upside down in third ways and sideways. And now it must rhyme backwards and say it in an And like, yeah, I get it, dude. Like, that's really cool. And you're like, great at that. But you know, I, I have other <laughs> shit to you do. Were very, you were very thorough. About yeah. It. Like you're it, it, one of the greatest mages of the 20th century. Got it. But the thing is I have a day job. And I'm writing mm. fiction books and stuff. Like I don't, I don't really have like a lot of. I'm, I'm good. Like I don't, I don't, I can't do. I don't have a house that my parents bought me on fucking, mm-hmm. you know, on the lock, fucking lock nest. Like yeah. it's not. You know, this is. I get yeah. it. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't. You're not going to go climb uh, the Himalayan mount. What do you climb the Himalayan mountains just for? Yeah, he was a mountaineer dude. Just, when he was just younger. for fun. Yeah. Just for fun. I'm going to go yeah. do that real quick. Well, that was the time everybody was all adventurous back then. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, that was yeah. I, I yeah. So I'll check out that bookstore. The I was going up to um, um, Moonshadow is the place I go to that pagan shop on uh-huh. Belmont. Yeah. Um. So if anybody in Portland likes pagan stuff, go to Moonshadow. They're cool people. But yeah, I was also gonna say, oh, uh, on the on the quest for all the sci-fi books that I, uh, I ran across a rad store in Olympia called uh, Last Word books and they were it was really cool you would like it because yeah. it was it was it was dark and you know every book every bookstore i go into now has a cat which is it's just 
That's just nah. a book. It's just a bookstore thing. But the actually, cat, you're right? I've actually seen a lot of cats in bookstores yeah, lately too. The cat yeah. kind of greeted me in this dark corner, and then yeah. I, once I finally started talking to the owner, he was like, he started going. Oh, he goes, oh, we got rad shit here, and he would go, he would pull stuff off that I, you know, in different areas, crazy stuff, uh, LSD uh, manufacturing, uh, oh, really? nitroglycerin, bo- like bombs, oh, that's awesome, like yeah. crazy yeah. political stuff, yeah. anti-establishment, literally how to make a bomb. How to how to uh, there was all these pamphlets on like how to clear my record my criminal history yeah. and all this crazy. Oh, awesome, he, he goes he goes oh there's a lot of hidden gems and he knew he knew his shit. He yeah. was like he knew everything from that stuff to uh, like what the first co- uh, first edition hardcover of Red Dawn is worth, which wow. is apparently a lot. But uh, anyway, like that shitty movie from the eighties. Or an, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Oh okay. Do you mean that, that shitty that, movie from the eighties? <laughs> <for Red October? laughs> The Clancy, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at uh, the uh, Boat Loma County website today. I was looking for audiobooks because you could like download shit from them. And I get mm. so I'm like, I click, uh, I click classic literature and audiobooks. And the first page is fucking Tom Clancy. No, and who's that other shithead? Grisham. Classic uh, literature. Uh, there was uh, I forget the other one. Uh, a, a guide to geishas. What was that one they made the movie that was really famous? Geishas oh, something. Uh, yeah, so the memoirs. Memoirs of geisha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is your classic literature is. I mean. I get what wow, you're. I get really? the. I think maybe. I guess they forgot the word modern, because I can see that as modern classic. I'm not going to agree with them, but at least I could see the thought behind yeah. it. Or maybe they just don't, didn't have enough fucking. It might be. Yeah, books, I don't know. Just, yeah, it might yeah. just be modern, not even modern classic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really fucking hot. Uh, you should check out. Uh, I don't modern know. Mo- modern <laughs> modern books that were made yeah. into a movie. Have you gone to uh, that uh, uh, Mother Foucault's? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I bought, I bought quite a bit from there. Not. They don't have what I'm collect, but uh, yeah, I, I, I get, but I, but I get caught up anyway. In yeah, there. I didn't think they had much sci-fi, but they had um, they had just weird books. I, I only yes. went into once, and I was like, oh, this place is weird. Mm-hmm. And they had a weird book in there that the guy showed me because I, I I had bought a Aldous Huxley book of yeah. some kind, and the he pulled out this other one, this Aldous Huxley book that was all about. It was so weird. It was all about um, the functioning of the eye and going blind. Oh, completely ran weird. so weird that I almost bought it. Then I, then I was, like, I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, he, I was like, you went d- blind, didn't he? Something. Yeah. It was something about. So- yeah. I go, I go, Matt, you don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> he probably won't even, I probably won't, would never read it, but I was like, yeah, no, that's, I kind of had it in my hand. I so I understand like, the urge for that. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've had that, not that book, but I've had that book in my hand multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I like that store. If you go to, um, uh, if you're ever in Seattle, have you ever been to the occult library there? No. There's um, there's an occult library in Seattle. It's apparently like in an office building, like under a Starbucks. There's like no <laughs> sign because they won't let them put up a sign. You have to hit like a bell. But uh-huh. if you it just if you're ever next time you're in Seattle, I mean you're in Olympia, so maybe there's you're passing through. But look it up. Sometimes you have to like give them like tell them you're showing up for them to open. But mm-hmm. apparently it's cool. Like they've got. I think somebody told me they have a first edition signed Crowley or a first edition Crowley. Like they have uh. Um, is it a maybe not even is a, it things for sale or not, they're not like a normal library we can check it out probably I don't know I think they're kind of a combination from what I understand I've not been in there mm-hmm. the one person that's been in there that told me about it the I didn't ask that question but what the vibe I got was that it was kind of a lending library slash looking library and I think they probably sold shit mm-hmm. but um, they had if it wasn't a first edition Crowley it was something Crowley owned like mm-hmm. like which is that's pretty that's gotta be pretty rare right yeah you know? Um, 
but yeah, it's in, it's in Seattle and I'm never up there. And it was one of those places like, Oh fuck, I really want to go just for, yeah, cause just what a weird place to be in, you know? And it seems like that's one of those people that you'd want to have a conversation with. Yeah. I would like to, I'll, I'll totally check that out next time I'm up there. I'm trying to, I've been to places. There's also a place called the Tacoma bookstore, which was like a really, indu- it's right by the Tacoma dome and it's this weird industrial, uh, brick uh, I bought some things there, but, uh, Oh yeah. I tried to go to that when I was in Tacoma. It was actually. weird. It was yeah. kind of weird. Uh, but, uh, we didn't, we ended up, I think maybe it was closed that day or something, but yeah, we, I tried to go to that cause I'd heard it's like this, um, uh, d- d- must see. And, it's kind of and, interesting in there. Yeah. We didn't actually make it in. I think, I think it was closed and I saw the outside and just went, mm, whatever. Yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty desolate looking. Yeah. I, I, I my but, mistake. Yeah. But they had, they had, it was back in there, but, uh, yeah, I need to, I need to definitely go into some Seattle bookstores next. Yeah, the um that occult one's supposed to be really fucking cool. Uh, it's the the idea. It's one of the you know the better occult shops in in you know the country or whatever. There's also mm. uh, not shops but libraries. Have you been to? And I don't. It, I guess it's not a bookstore, but it's one of those places I keep meaning to go to in town. That um, uh, it's like okay, I'm gonna say something really dumb, and hopefully you know me well enough so you can put real words into it. Mm-hmm. Like Mister Amazo's Arcanium. And it's on like 23rd <laughs> and like down by like Thurman. Dr. Parnassus. It's it's something um, like that. It's like a I, I have I've occultorama or something. I think I know what you're talking about. I uh I don't know what it is. I just I I read something about it and it um uh, uh apparently it's like a combination of like a like a freak show kind of not a freak show, like a um oddities. Yeah, like an oddities shop, but then like kind of like a kitschy touristy kind of concept like you can get like ice cream with like fake ants on it or maybe real ants like <laughs> it's I, it's just peculiarium i think is the name of it okay no. um yeah i've not been there either but it's I'll one of those places i keep meaning to go up to because there's also another good uh occulty shop up there that that new renaissance books i think it's called mm-hmm. that place is good um i don't know about the book selection but they've got a ton of crystals and like weird ass uh like yeah. I, I bought um Oh, actually, I bought that carnelian right there, which I think that's not carnelian, but whatever that red one is. This one. Yeah. Um, I bought that there. I forget the name of it. I went for like a worry stone or like something to like kind of, you know, relieve anxiety or whatever. And they pointed that out. And um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like sanguinite or uh, it's something blood, bloodstone, sanguine. It's something blood related. Well, and to to actually like... uh, get uh the healing properties out, out of something like that what what do you is it just as something as simple as carrying it around for the for that one yeah I, well it's that's what the lady at the store hold, told me is that like it's kind of like yeah just like a worry stone like you mm. just rub it or hold it and then there's other ones that you're supposed to like this is um i have all my i did this um i did a, a show with this uh the higher side chats it's a, a podcast it's actually a little bit bigger than mine actually quite a bit bigger than mine and uh so i was a little nervous because uh, i was on there kind of as like a, a cult expert essentially like mm-hmm. i went on i did tarot reading on the show it was like kind of made mm-hmm. me nervous so i brought out all my magical like fucking my chakra stones and all my random yeah. that's why all my crystals that's are awesome. out my that's the big geo that's like a uh i forget what the fuck it's called but uh agate yeah. um rose agate or something but this is selenite which is this one is um for cleansing so the idea is that like if you put it under running water and it's actually like it's dissolvable in water not di- like not it, yeah it kind of looks like a salt yeah and it, the, the point is that like you can like literally do like you know signs of the cross or like any kind of like chaos you like you want to do the chaos uh arrows uh you know chaos star mm-hmm. and like this one you can do like full like, kind of ritual with put it at the end of a wand and like uh go in a bath and kind of stir your bath with it and this you know this is you know there's like 
thought behind that <laughs> one. That one was like, you know, there's like, mm-hmm. so it depends. And this is, uh, we were, we were talking about black work- tourmaline, which is, yeah, yeah. tourmaline. We were, ta- my coworker was wondering, we, we deal with a lot of difficult people at work. So he was like, he started looking at the properties of gems and stuff. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I need something that protects me against psychic vampires. Yeah, where, where you're dealing, where you're doing customer service, and you, they, and then they put you through the ringer so bad that they actually have, uh, they have that. Um, yeah, he 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 was going so far as to like, I need to wear this at work. Yeah, um, I don't remember what it what it is, but I know I, at one point I saw they uh some I was looking at some occult shop online, and they have a, a you know talismans that they make with you know wrapping up yeah. whatever and whatever and blessing it, and there was one for protection <laughs> protection mm. against psychic vampires. Um, just one of that phrase, you know, sprung a memory because like, it's weird to hear it. Like it's weird to read it because you're like, you know what it means, but it's just kind of odd where it's one of those kind of moments where you look at your life weirdly, where it's like, well, I'm on the internet right now and I'm looking at something that says psychic vampire on it. And, and I'm not kidding. Like, this is something I'm actually looking at. Like I was looking at robes to buy, like buy a full, you know, magical robe. Mm-hmm. Cause one, I think it would be, um, I think it'd be fun to have like for doing ceremony in because mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to have a robe and then two, it's kind of cold in here sometimes. So it'd be nice to have a robe. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, you know, functional as well as to wear, you know, uh, to wear around the house. When yeah. I'm, when I'm, Why uh, not? You know, when I'm cooking, but I was, I was that, and I actually found myself on fucking Amazon looking at fucking ritual robes on Amazon. I was like, what the fuck happened to your life, Boland? Like, what? Where? How did it's this? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I no, that, it goes from a point of like extreme interest and like, well, well, that one looks good. Exactly. And then, and then, bam! You're like, dude, you're like, what are you doing? It's it is it is the same feeling <laughs> of after you've come and then you look at back at the computer screen at what you just jerked off to, and it's, oh, what are you, what are you doing, like? Why is this what it takes now? Yeah. Why are you like? And it's usually not like I don't look at any like extreme <laughs> anything, but it's just like one of those like. This where, is... where you went? You went just a little too far down. Yeah. Rabbit or like you know you're, you're talking to somebody like, online and kind of like, like wait, and then you're like I'm interested in that. Yeah. Or like for me, it's like you're talking to somebody online and you're like getting all like sexy with them, whatever. And then you're done. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like what? Is, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? It's 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 just I, I, you know I shouldn't say that. Um, if a person right now is listening, I'm not referencing uh, anything that's happening right now. You're you're lovely. Because um, <laughs> no, uh, there's a, there's a memory I'm having, and this this is from well over a year ago. And uh, I realize there, there's somebody I'm quite flirtatious with on the internet right now. And I'm like, oh no, that's st- fuck. You listen to the show. This is. I swear to fuck, it's not you, Matt. I look at Matt. I'm in your eyes. I'm looking. Hey, I'm am staring. I lying right now when I say it's not about the girl I'm referencing? You're not, you're not See, lying. Thank you. Because um, I was like, oh, oh, you. Boob, I don't have a filter, and it's like, oh, I really need, and I'm not a good broadcaster, so my idea of dating things, uh, as far as time wise, not dating people. But anyway, the point is, uh, looking for uh, ritual robes does give you this kind of pause of, oh, God, what the fuck, dude? Like, I went, when I was younger, I literally was an avowed atheist and used to explain science to people, and and this is this is where I end up. This is this is my mm, see where it got see where it got you yeah I mean much more interesting don't get me wrong it gets much more interesting <laughs> conversations this way like like you know talking to atheists and fucking hardcore you know those fake scientists that exist on Reddit just like yeah 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 they're dumb right yeah yep. yeah you sure yeah yeah we are smarter because we got the science so uh what are you doing later yeah, video games huh? all right cool that's uh 
Okay. Fun conversation. Yeah. Guess we'll wait for them. Well, I guess we'll wait for them to come around. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> uh, wait, is some kind of nuance we can bring up. No, we're both just. That was about, the yeah. dude. That was that was my like after the first episode. I don't know if you were watching the new Cosmos mm. whole series. I after, haven't yet. I mean, the first one was really good because I was really excited for it. But immediately the next day, you know, news feeds on um on Facebook about like from space dot com and a lot of other places are like. It, it's just turned into the internet that 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 gross internet arena all of a sudden where these people just started everybody had to chime in and like these like creationism yeah. and then and this and then it just turned into this like gross religious di- yeah. diatribe similar to watching youtube comments which is just the this is just like that's like the worst thing in the world you can like start reading yeah it's pretty much on the list yeah and uh it was pretty sad i was just like Really, I was like, we couldn't just enjoy the show, and it turned into it turned into yeah. this religious debate. What I like, uh, I, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson quite a bit. Um, I've I've heard him speak on a number of shows. Uh, he's great. He gives them Ron and Fez sometimes, and it's uh really fun because mm-hmm. it's just sometimes you get an interview like Ron's really good at getting things out. So like they end up talking about fucking like Motown or something. Like it was one of those cool like, oh, this is cool. Neil deGrasse Tyson like <laughs> comes in the exactly. studio and they end up talking about Motown. Like that was cool, but uh. It's like because like can you get into hard some little a little more hardcore astro astrophysics for what me, it, please? What I like about him and beyond, I mean, obviously there's a bunch I like about him. Affable guy, smart, like beyond the normal shit that you'd put on the list of the things I like about him is he's got an amazing value of I've not heard anybody be racist towards him. Oh, that's the po- first good, good point. That's the first black dude I've seen. Yeah, on, on more TV. so more so than the president. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, fucking infinitely more. <laughs> I've not heard a single person kind of shit on him for being black it's that's it, that's true it's real i mean it's sad that i'm happy about this like i shouldn't live in a world where that's a mm-hmm. that's a that's a remarkable thing but like i i honestly and i've read a lot of people talking about physics and neil degrasse tyson and just the various things i i've heard people call him an idiot i've heard christians yell at him mm-hmm. i've not heard a racist thing and it's that's pretty yeah, cool I like i don't think i have either that's a good sign for the world i think like yeah. Like and because it's tough because like if I was a racist, I'd be pretty mad that like I mean this is an attractive black dude with a cool voice that's making a shitload of money and is like a lot smarter than me. Like there's a lot of reasons to be mad. Like not reasons to be mad, but if you're like one of the spiteful <laughs> people, like that's man, I could see you be pretty fucking ticked off about this. Yeah, he's awesome. I hope I uh, I hope I hope the the following episodes are are awesome. I didn't get to finish the second one, but I will I will pretty soon and. Uh... Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit, they, he, they revert to a lot of, uh, animation and like s- things as simple as, uh, wolves, wolves, uh, uh, progressing into dogs and stuff like that. That was, yeah. like, that was like the last one. And I was like, I kind of felt like it was a little bit, maybe a little bit like, okay, let's keep going here. Let's, well, I heard, uh, I heard let's, it, let's get to deep space. <laughs> well, it's very much like the original cosmos where like, they kind of like, you almost call back to the old school one of like the, you know, the mm. shitty graphics or well, somebody, can, they it, did the actual spaceship from the original cosmos. But I can see yeah. though, actually though, what I, the, the one benefit of how uh, a little bit, dare I say how slow it's going is it's like, I heard a lot of people like, this is what you need to be sitting down on Sundays when watching with people with kids, like your kids yeah. need to watch this. And the, and the way that the show is set up, I, I think kids would totally be interested in it. Yeah. That's, that's one of the really great sides of it. He, yeah. It's it's like the original Cosmos where it was set up to be almost like a, a, a I don't want to say kid version, but a really user friendly version of science. It's almost where, like yeah, it's almost like a library, like a library 
version of a TV. Yeah. I don't know. How no, no, that's I. I like it's weird like that kind of didn't make sense but what you said made sense like <laughs> there's no logic like it's yeah but it is like a library it's like a night it's like a nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh quiet and like uh yeah yeah it's no it's it's odd but that's yeah that vibe is there it's but I find a hard time watching that for it's there's this kind of period of knowing about stuff where I'm at with especially with physics where Anything on Cosmos or, you know, that Stephen Hawking's Guide to the Universe or the Brian Greene one where mm-hmm. it's, they're saying everything I already know. No, not everything on the show I know, but like for the most part, the 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 topics discussed mm-hmm. are that kind of, on the good ones, are upper beginner level. Where, but it's like, I kind of already, I'm either like well familiar with need, it. You don't need the cosmic calendar explained. Yeah, I, there's just like, and it's just, I want... I want something just a little bit smarter, a little bit more complex, but mm-hmm. I understand why they can't because there can't be a lot of people where I'm at because I think, you know, where I'm at is, you know, if I talk to like anybody that actually knows science, I don't know anything, but like, as far as like explainable science as far, in a mm-hmm. digestible form, like television or, you know, or, or a movie or something, I already know that, but I feel like there's a little bit more of Lee, you know, a little bit more room to have like that next like cosmos, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, 300 level, you know, no, but I, I totally agree. It's, it's tough because there's not a lot of people like where we're sitting. Cause I think a lot of people that get as interested as, as we could get to probably went into science and then would already have that course covered, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so, yeah. it, but it's kind of weird. So it's, I have a hard time sitting through it. Cause it's just like, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. it's cool. And then I also hate where it makes me feel like I don't understand it when they talk about how ununderstandable things are, like how incomprehensible they're like, the thing with red shifting and blue shifting, like how light things, no one really, you can't get your head around it. And for me, you're like, yeah, I can. You've explained, like, <laughs> it, that was a perfectly good explanation. Like, I mean, if you put the math in front of me, I couldn't, but no, that's mm-hmm. I th- in the same way I understand a sonic boom. Got it. Boom. We're, we're good, buddy. Like, but when they go, there's no, you know, you can't really get there's your head still, around it. No one, we're not really sure where electricity comes from. Yeah. Like, that's still kind of a, I can do that. Like, all right, but I can get my head around it. We're good. You know, it's, there's no reason to, there's no reason for, for, for you to keep doing that. And no one understands it. Cause then it makes me feel like, am I just really, cause it's either I'm fucking smarter than everybody or, um, you're really overstating this. And then it just makes me think like, oh, the amount of stuff that could be covered. Cause the amount of overstating they're doing, there's actually probably a lot more I could understand if they would just explain it in the idiot's guide to physics. as, as And thus brings about the, uh, the contradiction we like we can yeah so there's a gravitational pulse detected and proved and, and but we can't find that goddamn plane oh yeah oh, wait hold on a second so before, we can... <laughs> wait hold on before we get into the gravity thing i i'm going to um i'm going to do use a downward force on my bladder into a turlet and then uh hold on okay so we we are back from from relieving our bladders from the undue strain that is put upon us by these by these earthly vessels by these decaying husks by these by these awful things that we trick ourselves into believing carries us through this world with any any hope of knowledge or confirmation or movement or any kind of individuality. See, one person told me at one time that life is a flat circle and you're just moving around and around that flat circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen True Detective because by the look on your face, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I got some catching up to do. Okay. Um, uh, yes. So uh, that was from True Detective. Well, part of it. But anyway. Um, 
yes, gravitational waves that we detected that prove in one way or another the existence of the first part of the universe after the Big Bang, the inflation theory. Quickly about that. I don't fucking understand what that means. I mean, I understand what that means, but no more than <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know well, what they discovered. When, it, when to, it first came out, I was like, okay, I'll, I got to dive a little deeper. And turn, I, I need to figure, like, what are they saying? And then I was like, I go, so it's still a theory? Yeah. That's where the, that's what, that's where it's weird. It's well, like, I mean, it's, I mean, gravity's still a theory. Yeah. Germs are still a theory. You know, everything is, I know really that's the term. It's just theory got, theory got fucked up because fundamentals started saying, well, it's still a theory, not a law. Well, like there's, there's like four laws. Like, I mean, laws are like really yeah. rare. Like literally every, like, like, uh, electricity is still a theory. Like it's just the term. But so I was like, I was like, oh, that's really, cause I thought, I thought they found one. I didn't realize they knew what a gravitational wave was. Let me, mm-hmm. wait, let me take that back a step. I knew, I knew we could study gravity. I knew we could observe it is its effects. My understanding was that we didn't know what it was kind of comprised of. Like, we we knew what its effect is, but we didn't know that, like, we, we didn't, we've never discovered a graviton, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, we know, you know, electrons, we found them, positrons, whatever. So when they when they made the announcement, I was like, oh, cool, that we found the thing. But then I realized, no, this is just more of a description of the thing. Like, because we still, I guess we still don't know what the gravity is caused by, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I read the paper. I'm like, oh, that doesn't help at all. But I know it, it, it proved that, you know, they called it, you know, the, the um you know the the smoking gun for the right. for inflation theory right did you see that video of them telling the dude about it no i haven't seen that. oh this was awesome so the guy that came up with this this sub aspect of of the big bang theory the inflation model was this uh professor at flute fl- 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 I, I don't remember let's just say mit fuck it so uh no we won't because that's bullshit but he went to alex cass university so he was uh he, so he was uh he came up with it 30 years ago at, I knew he was like 50 years ago. It was a fucking while ago. Let's say 30. And he was at, you know, Alex Cass University and taught it. And it just was a thing. So when they found the evidence that came back at Harvard, whatever, Harvard Cosmological, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, studies lab, they, uh, they, they got the results back. And the results were, the reason the story came out so big is that the results weren't like, there's hints of this. It's like one of those, um, I don't know how they do it in physics, but like, you know, there's like uh, units of deviation, statistical units of mm-hmm. deviation. So it's like if you're like two or three away, it's like really strong evidence or four. It's like, oh, this is obviously happening. Uh, yeah. To to uh, to uh, make an announcement publicly. Yeah. So their yeah, their results were like some ridiculous like I mean, the guy I don't know what it meant on the video, but they're like it's tau sigma point oh five variable. And the, mm-hmm. so but anyway, this, it's not this, a home uh, run. It's a grand slam. Yeah. This dude shows up. Uh, he's a. Uh, assistant professor at you know uh, uh, Harvard cosmological whatever and he shows up to the house of the guy that came up with the inflation theory and mm-hmm. the guy that came up with the inflation theory didn't know the results had come back he wasn't aware of this oh, yet oh I, I do know what you're talking about now. oh it was so cool the the, uh, the audio of it was so cool because he goes to the door he's like hey what's going on he's like oh I you know I thought this was a package you know like I have no idea he, like he literally would commented that he didn't know it was showing up and he's like yeah. I, I just it's it's two sigma with a .05 variable and the guy that did goes no what you <laughs> really? You gotta, you know, you wait, wait, say that again. Say that again. And he has to sit down because mm-hmm. literally 30 years later is this thing he came up with was proven essentially without a shadow of doubt. Like it's scientifically, this is a, the term smoking gun is a smoking gun. Exactly. I like, was right. Yeah. And it's, and it wasn't one of those things that anybody <laughs> thought he was like wrong, but it was just, we had no ability to study it yet. Right. And it was so cool. We didn't have a, uh, yeah, we didn't have units on the South pole. 
Yeah, it's just it was one of those incredible, you know, kind of cool scientific things. But there was a number of things that uh, was great about this. One, he um, during it, he goes uh, during it, he goes, I was just I I was so I was so concerned that like I was I just the theory so elegant. I was so concerned that because it was beautiful, I was convinced and it's not real. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that's such a scientist thing mm-hmm. to say. It's just like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought like like, oh, I just married her. I thought she was great. But like. It's just because she has great tits. And then when she started to get old, it's like, oh, no, I married like this horrible (laughs) fucking person. And it was so cool to hear this dude say it. Mm -hmm. No offense, ladies. I'm not saying you get ugly when you get old, but you understand the with the analogy. You know, some guy with a huge hog gets erectile dysfunction. He stops being so attractive and you start seeing the horrible personality he carries. Um, So that was cool. And then uh, him. So then they sit down and literally they have the conversation of, oh, this is so good. It's so but. And then they start, it just starts going, you know, it'll be good when we get, you know, a second run of tests through and make sure that, and he just goes into like statistical modeling. And it's so cool because you still hear the joy in his voice, but he's such a scientist that like the next thing is he goes, well, well, without factual data, it was so cool. Cause it's like, that's one of those things that like people, uh, you know, and this is why I'm, you know, I'm literally a fucking ritual cultist. We're talking, there's fucking crystals on my table and two sets of tarot. But this is what I love science for that is yeah. You know what a what a fucking scientific scientific thing to say like that's right, awesome. let's go back to the data. That's awesome. We live in the, that we that's it's so rad. It's it's exactly how the uh, the future will unfold. I was just just finishing uh uh the gods themselves um by Asimov, I think, and it was like it's the same thing. It's 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 scientists in the future on the moon debating a guy's theory that he had on back on earth. That's what it, it's going yeah. to it's totally real. It's totally happening. Yeah. It's like people are going to like some guy came up with something a long time ago and uh, some other guy got credit for it. Yeah. And, and uh, it's I don't know. Yeah. it's it, Yeah. I just love that shit. Another cosmological story quickly is did you see they found they, they think they found evidence of uh, wave movement on Enceladus. Uh, it's a moon of I think it's Jupiter, but I don't actually know. But they saw essentially what they think is, you know, moving water. And that's one of those it's one of those planets oh. that like the uh, atmosphere is such that it's it, it, liquid water could exist it's like i think it's the closest to earth um it could exist on the surface yeah like it actually yeah. could be in liquid form but uh another one that from a few months ago that you saw the mars moving water they saw the pictures of it mm-hmm. they saw evidence of a, of a like a gorge like evidence of something having moved there and then left remnant traces so it's not you know they think it wasn't camera glitch or something it's right probably true. but anyway the reason we brought this up, or you brought this up earlier, was well, look, it's fun things to talk about, and just because those other two aren't, look, I don't know enough about them to talk about it. I just thought they were neat, but bring it up that you're right. We found from the South Pole evidence of the perturbations of the original field after the birth of the universe. We can't find a fucking plane that took off from Malaysia. Not with, not with any radar yeah. technology. I I don't care if it's in the ocean somewhere. I, yeah, I, like we could probably find it, right? Well, there's a number of things going on here. Uh, one is it is it in is it going to be like in close encounters? Is it going to be like returned to us later? It's fully intact, just missing the passengers. Well, I, uh, I, no, I think it's more a millennium uh, thing where <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Chris Christopherson came from Sorry. the future <laughs> uh, smoking cigarettes and then uh, switched all the bodies. Is, is that what's happening? Yeah, here? I think so. Um, Thank you, thank you for not questioning that because I really feel like I'm probably one of the seven people that actually saw that stupid movie and liked it, <laughs> and I'm one of the four people that still fucking bring it up. But uh, 
There's a number of things going on here. One, uh, just quickly, I want to point point out to anybody that hasn't seen it. I'm not going to put it on my website because I don't want it there, but it's funny. Did you see the Courtney Love picture? No, no. So I saw, yeah. I saw, I saw it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they they, they crowdsourced the um, a bunch of uh, images taken from a satellite of the uh, uh, whatever the the ocean area there. And what the hell? What what is that called? Is that the Indian Ocean? The the yeah, like a oh. Just, whatever, we'll just say that the, the ocean in that area. I think the Indian Ocean is part of search, but now I think about it, I think it actually goes to the Pacific as well. But um, they uh, they crowdsource the thing, which is actually a really great idea of a whole bunch of you know still images. And essentially each image is like, I think essentially like eight city blocks by eight city blocks. Um, and then everybody in the internet can download it and look. And if they see anything anomalous, they want to send it, you know, they send it to uh, whoever is doing it, Oceanographic or, you know, whatever. And um, Courtney Love of the band, uh, of the band Hole, uh, sent in hers that she edits this picture with nothing on it. It's essentially a wave. And she wrote oil slick on one part. And then this looks like a plane on the other in this part where there's nothing there. <laughs> and then put a little C dot L at the bottom. <laughs> it's just this adorable thing. But I, I bring that up one because it's funny. She did it. But two, the crowdsourcing of it was, I thought kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it is like they did that search for extra, extraterrestrial intelligence where they, mm-hmm. you know, they have that program running, on your computer, like behind your other programs that searches for, um, audio signals for yes. extraterrestrials like that. You know, I thought it was cool that they like wanted to find this plane so bad that they crowdsourced to look for debris. I was like, Oh, that's neat. But, uh, the, um, that's why I, uh, as, as every day passes and I keep seeing it like that, like, so, like some kind of breaking news on where they're heading or where they're, I'm like, really? Well, the, um, real, I'm like, really, there's a number of things going on that are weird so like honestly honestly like i can get on the internet and look at my house yeah from space like i can't you can't find a crashed airplane well it's interesting well i don't care if they like shut off communications like when if that plane was crashing and it was going down and but they don't know the thing is they don't know where in the ocean it fell and the ocean's fucking vast and it had enough it had enough fuel to get to like you know it was a long flight, so it had enough fuel to get like far the fuck away. So trying to search the so ocean could... for, so that's one thing. And then the fact that it turned off two different signaling devices, you know, what it was, mm-hmm. what, um, what are they called? And whatever the signaling device, like they turned off the one in the cockpit and the one in the back or whatever, like, but 15 minutes apart. So it wasn't a catastrophic thing. It wasn't an explosion or a. So it was, it was purposely. It was, it was either purposefully. Yeah, it was purposely. I mean, I can't think of another way, but. By that's, a human or non. That's weird. And then the new, the new deal is, uh, apparently the, the flight, uh, the flight path computer or whatever was changed to make like this weird steep left turn. Then, uh, there was somebody, there was making some reference that it like climbed to 45,000 feet. So like really quickly. So that would be essentially it would, um, decompress the cabin and everybody would die. So you have a ghost plane. So it just like kind of keep flying on its own, you know, autopilot okay. and everybody would be dead. Okay. Um, the golfer Payne Stewart had that happen to him back in the nineties. You might remember. I mean, that was a tiny little single engine. They knew where it so was. That, but that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, but that doesn't like kill the, the communications and the. No, uh, the, the, well, no, but the, that idea is kind of, uh, it, it was either some kind of terroristy thing or, or a complex pilot suicide that he turned off the shit and then climbed up to decompress and kill everybody. Like, you know, kind oh, of oh, like, okay. a, which is weird, but here's, here's the, um, I mean, all, all of, you know, there's a, so essentially it's super fucking weird, but th- the worst part of it is why we can't find it is not our lack of technologies. 
like a lot of people are saying, and this is the part that I disagree with is, is that I agree with. I mean, is I think at least two, three countries know where it is. America being one, China being another, and probably somebody else over there is they can't, and Russia's right there is we can't reveal our intelligence assets there. Mm. So if you go, yeah, we saw it. Well, what would you see it with? How'd so you, you find? How do you find it? Though? So you can't you can't admit to being able to track. <laughs> well, I have it a sub. I have a submarine right next to your. Yeah, or fucking right next you know, to your capital. <laughs> dozens of drones flying above you know that area. Because think about it. If, if we're aware of drones as, as oh, you know yeah. schlub Americans, oh, think you, about the technology that's God actually damn going you, on. God damn you! You just threw in another variable. Yeah. No, but think about it. So like, <laughs> if if we're aware of drones, you know how much fucking real technology there's out there that's oh, you know God. that's not in like direct war zones, so no one catches it. They've probably got the entire fucking world covered, and they certainly you know it's probably one of those things where china knew yeah. it oh yeah we knew it but we can't admit because if we had shit over there we're not looking for planes we're looking at other countries and that mm-hmm. could cause an international incident it's really weird to see this kind of kind of big dick contest going on between us and other countries where no one's admitting anything because they saw it i mean what we did see it we had good point to have, i never yeah. thought about that actually yeah because that's yeah that's why i want to um i'd like to talk yeah. to well not, not that i know anybody but like i'd like to talk to somebody that's like in you know the air force or uh some kind of military person if they no, no, actually like not that they would know about it but if they would know if what i'm thinking is a is a valid theory because it that's the only thing i can think of because we do study the we can fucking i mean we're studying every email and phone call made there's no fucking way we don't have assets over there there's no way there's no way a plane could just disappear oh and if anybody knows we're basically dealing with a plane that disappeared yeah and if anybody knows what you know what went on I know I'm using asset wrong. I apologize for that. I think asset's supposed to be a, a human, not a thing. I, but look, I went to school for fucking poetry, dude. Don't get up my ass. But I said it twice and I realized like, I know that's not what it is, but I'm just going to correct it so they don't have to send me something silly later. But uh, yeah, we have to have, you know, you know, satellites or drones or something monitoring that area because there's, you know, North Korea is not that far away. Like as far as like looking in that area from space, mm-hmm. North Korea is right there. You're, 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 it's going to be tracked. You know, that's... Mm. So it's uh, it's just uh, it's in it's vanished into thin air. Sort of. I mean, it probably vanished either. It was taken and landed somewhere, which is one of the theories. Or no, there's no way they there's no way that could happen. Well, the um, I've heard that one. I've heard that one. And I was like, there's no way they could have landed. All the people on board, like, landed somewhere. I don't know what released, killed. Well, killed uh, is the idea. I mean, my my, I but, my thought of that is the pilot and the co-pilot, like. Either they're the, whatever, let's just say the pilot and the co-pilot, let's just say the pilot's the, the bad guy. They just, I don't, if he's not, whatever, I'm not in, I'm just for the theoretical concern of the, of the thing. Right. So the pilot's, you know, he, you know, kills the co-pilot, you know, just jabs a fucking pen in his Jugular. neck. Jugular. Closes the door, puts on some air, decompresses the back cabin. Now he's just got a plane to himself. Then he can just, then he just goes I'm going to fly to the South Pole. What, no, no, but the idea is that and he's... crash it. <laughs> no, 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 but the idea is that he's, he's you know, working on the part of some unfriendly government to somewhere else, that they're going to land this plane. I mean, those planes are like $300 million. I mean, these are... That's mm-hmm. serious fucking money. Oh, yeah. So if he's anywhere near an airstrip that can land it for a country that wants one or wants to use it for nefarious purposes, there's a lot of money and a lot of incentives to, you know, somebody there was enough money at him or kidnaps enough of his family to have him do it. He lands the plane somewhere, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, that's, that's the thing that worries me about the whole United States having ability to to track it or China having ability to track it is that if it is a situation like that, 
like, we, I would like to know. I mean, if it crashed, I would like to know Absolutely. too, but that's more morbid curiosity. But if it landed somewhere and is now <laughs> like something bad is being done to it or whatever, like I, I, I think I deserve to know. And if my country, you know, that, that God damn it, my taxes are paying for those satellites. If they I'd, know. <laughs> they should fucking tell us, you know? Yeah. Or the, the, you know, close encounters theory. Uh, which I hope it is. I mean, because yeah. that's a lot of people. It was over 200 people, right? Yeah, but they weren't American, though. So, well, it, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, because we're, I mean, let's face it. Really, you know, if, if you look at the skin color around there, I mean, just talk Oof. about extra not counting, you know. You know, one for every eight, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> one, ba- one, one baby per family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, obviously the 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 death toll is fucking horrible. That's and I'm I'm a big uh, joking around about shit. Like, but I it, not that I give you know it's fucking ten days later and we still don't know. But like those first. But two, it's not like. But I, I think what I, I think what I ultimately I th- I don't think it's gonna just be solved. I don't. They're not yeah. gonna be like, oh, we found the like how, like what a year from now we're like oh we found the wreckage. Well, if they find the wreckage, uh, that, a month yeah, from now, if they find the wreckage, the black box is relatively easy to find, and that that is fucking indestructible. So you would have at least a pretty damn good idea of what happened. But uh, if they don't find the like, remember that Air France flight that went down about what four years ago or so? Yeah, that was another one. Like one of those big planes with like three hundred people on board. Okay, but uh, that one was being tracked or whatever. But it, it was lost for like you know a second, they crashed and you know killed everybody. But they they found the uh, they found the black box like. You know, months later and found the, you know, whatever date. I don't know oh, why well, it crashed, well, but I hope that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it's, yeah, it's fucking weird. I mean, obviously, uh, aliens didn't take it, but it would be, uh, quite, it'd be fucking, rad if they did. It'd be quite amusing if they did in, in, in a creepy fucking way. Also, you know, pain in the ass for the people on that flight. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I mean, of course it's weird, but. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable <laughs> thing. But no, honestly, I waited like, you know, three, four days to even like make any kind of joke about it because I just it's it's one thing like after, you know, you know, it's you know, it's supposed to be tragedy plus time is comedy. And obviously nowadays it's like literally the second that plane, like the second I saw a plane was missing, like the first thing I saw about it was on Twitter. Someone making a joke. So and then when it was missing for long enough that everybody thought they were dead, there's people on Twitter making a joke. And I'm like, let me give it a couple days, you know, like at least give it some <laughs> kind of breathing room. And it's, it's not like it's it, obviously I'm not giving much respect to them, but at least it's something, you know, cause yeah. it's, you know, those are real people. It's kind of easy to forget that there's fucking two, 200, whatever people on there. Yeah. That's, that's extreme. Well, we'll leave it to, we can leave it to next time. Like my, my only other theory is like similar to the Roswell crash. Sorry to go, to go that way, but there's, I'm all into that theory that that was completely like, that was completely planned and they did it for a reason. Like anybody that travels to this, this, this world, they're not going to get randomly shot down. Mm. They're not going to crash in New Mexico. Like, so, Oh, you're saying, Oh, so you're saying, I'm saying set up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it was, I think it was, I I think, I think an alien race. If you're, if you believe that, that, that happened, if there was something that crashed in Roswell, I, I I heard a uh, I heard a story of this whole new perspective like like they like they planned that they're they planned that whole thing that, that yeah. there was there was never anybody alive on if it was an alien ship that crashed there was never ever anybody alive on it they they're tech they, they can't they can't travel all the way over here and then crash their craft 
in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> they put it there for a reason, and if it, if it happened at all, and the I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, kind of, I'm kind of into that. Theory. I mean, I, no, I'm kind of into that theory right now. No, the thing is, something happened. That's one of those ones I can absolutely say something happened because you know, like everybody in that town talked about it. You know, there's independent reporters. Mm. That's when they first you know. Mm. So something happened, but whether or not it was, that's one of those things that has bothered me. Well, there's me. stories of of local farmers having uh, cra- like crazy dreams. Yeah, and these weird outer out of body experiences that you know that weren't related to the crash. They were just in that area. Yeah, and it was an it was an experiment. It was purposely done by an alien race, I believe. Oh, you think it was an alien experiment? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely, are. absolutely. Because you you were gonna fly, you're gonna go across the universe and then just crash. Well, that's that's the part that kind of if you're going across the universe, I think you're absolutely right. But I think your if technology is way too good to. What, what I was thinking is the is to even get detected. Yeah, that's that's a couple of things about about flying saucers. I think you know, obviously, if they if they don't want to be detected, they they won't be. Right. And the times they are, I think they probably just want to be or you know whatever. But if they're crossing, you know, vast interstellar distances, yeah, their their technology is ridiculous. But if they're kind of one of these, you know, essentially like they're in the, the, the universe next door, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're another dimension, like just slightly next to us and they kind of, you know, shift into ours to kind of hang out for a bit. Yeah, that's, 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 you know, obviously super complex technology, but that's not crossing the distance of space technology. That's maybe a hundred years in the future, 150 years in the future or something like that, 200, but it's not so right, far in the right, future that right. like, I think maybe crashing could still be a possibility in some way like because the thing is yeah, <laughs> if you're flying like in the in the star trek style of like flying there at warp or whatever yeah there's no fucking way you're gonna crash your technology's got to be fucking badass especially if you're so good that you're gonna yeah. c- come and look at us monkeys but if you're just popping in it's like hey we found a way to like look into the the universe next door i could I, see that technology. We, we found a way to travel in our minds we we do actually physically go into this metal ship yeah but we're gonna move it in this other way yeah or so, yeah something like that or like or just they didn't realize what you know they were a scout ship and they didn't realize how like when they came in they'd be like oh fuck it's made of oxygen ah, you know if you just you know just one of those like <laughs> yeah like every other every other planet of the atmosphere or something else and they landed ours like hey look at this what see see a what ah, crash I, d- I just like the idea of it being a planned uh thing where they there was never a, a, a live alien body. They they were they were. But was, what's the like? What's the because to, to to prepare to prepare this planet uh, very early on for the fact that there is something else out there that hmm. I don't know. Like oh, there's these grays. There's this body of the gray. Yeah, and uh, like like maybe they they maybe that was just like a little a little building block that they sent to like. Instead of just showing up and yeah. walking around, yeah, I mean it's interesting. There's uh, one of the theories I heard a while ago, and I don't have all the details. And well, frankly, if I read it yesterday, I wouldn't have all the details. But because I don't remember shit, I just like the stories. I'm kind of the Stephen King of saying shit on a podcast. I just like the stories, and the details can go fuck itself. But I don't take 900 pages to say it. Is that it was an experimental Russian plane, but they had essentially like like some kind of bonobo or monkeys in it, mm-hmm. and it's essentially just monkeys in a space spacesuit mm-hmm. uh, that got caught on fire. And that's what the grays were. They were just because if you think about grays, oh, are tiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird shaped head 
And if you basically uh, throw a monkey in a spacesuit, set its head on fire, I'm not going to say it looks like a grave. Because uh, some of the reports that some of the reports that I've I've heard were like, uh, so they took like an alien bot, a quote unquote alien body, and another two. There was like two bodies that were examined. Yeah, and one of them was the like the guy that examined him was like, what is the, like it was basically like a deformed human. One oh, yeah. one was kind of like alien like. Yeah, and had like the weird fingers. One one was like a child, like a young child. Oh, okay. One looked like a yeah. bur- a burnt young child, and they're like, "What?" They were like, "What did you do? You know, what did you do to this child? What kind of yeah. experiment was done to this? Because this is this is a human person." Yeah. So maybe you're right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I, I the thing is, I don't know. Um, I don't know a ton about. Ro- I mean, I know a good amount about the story of Roswell. I know some of the alternate explanations, but mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the the legitimate story, like the. Who said what and what now? And because by the time, you know, I was, I was born in fucking 1980. By the yeah, time I started hearing about who it, who knows like, what's true now? Yeah, I didn't follow it. So, like, when a new version of the story came out, so I know a lot about, not a lot, <laughs> but I know about the fake Russian one or that it was a, it was a, these, they were mannequins. I, you know, I know like, uh, yeah. the, you know, when they started having that interdimensional theory, I know about that. Like, but I don't really know like the regular old school one because mm-hmm. I figured by the time it got to me, there's no way any of that technology, any exactly. of the paper. Yeah. All right, well, let's Damn wrap it. it. Let's wrap it up. But let me one more thing with you, since we're talking about this shit. I don't know if I've said this to you on the show before. I've said it to other people, but I'm rebringing it up because you know every time somebody listens to a show, it's their first time listening. Why are we not talking about the Battle of Los Angeles every fucking day, every second of the day? <laughs> You're familiar with this, with the big thing over Los Angeles, the uh, the spaceship. Not recently, no. Okay, there's in. The age of photography, uh, uh, which is pretty advanced. Yeah. Um, now they say that, but that's a way, uh, 19, somewhere between 1920 and 1950, no, 1950, whatever, 1930, just say, fuck it, 1923. Cool. So in 1923 over Los Angeles, there was this big, yeah. Cause it was during the second world war. There's this big, not the 23 was, but I'm saying around that era. Um, this big, essentially ship appeared over Los Angeles. There's okay. pictures of it. Floodlights hitting it, and we spent hours shelling the fuck out of this thing above Los Angeles, shooting at it, shooting fucking grenades or whatever the hell technology they had back then, mm-hmm. like cannon shells. I haven't heard about this. I heard about the big one in Arizona, that like the giant triangle one was. It? Oh yeah, yeah, the Phoenix lights. Phoenix or whatever. lights yeah. yeah, no, this is this is from like the twenties or whatever, and there's pictures of it. Front page it says you know fucking Battle of Los Angeles, and they spent hours shooting at it. There wasn't a single thing that happened it didn't it didn't land it didn't appear to take any damage and at some point it just went away and this is was reported widely every newspaper in the area there's uh, multiple I, I pictures have, of I it i haven't heard about this uh, it's it's wait let me see if we can i'm gonna bring up a picture really yeah it's um here while i'm bringing up a picture tell them about your website address again. <laughs> just uh richard powers cover art.com it will give a you can pick uh, the 50s through the 90s. You can uh, you look at tons and tons. Sorry for the slow page loading. Um, it's my first attempt at a website. So you can uh, good pictures, but uh, um, just take a little take a have some patience to see if, when it loads. Oh, there it is. All right. So I loaded I loaded a picture oh. of the Battle of Los Angeles. Anti-aircraft guns. Anti-aircraft gun home sky during alarm. There's floodlights hitting this thing, and they just kept shooting at it, and nothing fucking happened. It's the weirdest shit. That's, uh, but what about the like? There was just f- that many floodlights everywhere. 
No, it was there for like a while. Like it, this wasn't like oh, it was there for half an hour. Like it was like, for hours. But where are all those floodlights? They're, that's like a huge area. Um, I think uh, uh, I think those are um, I don't know what those are from. Tell you the truth, I think those are just like uh, like on the back of tanks. Like this isn't all that high. This is, I think that's not even all that high in the in 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 the, in the sky because I hate rhyming, but it had to happen. Um, yeah, it and it just went on for it's fucking so weird. And there's pictures of it. Everybody watched it. Army says alarm real. Los Angeles Times. Yeah, no, I'm looking at a Google it image like result. Who the fuck It looks knows. like there's a like a bunch of stuff around it too. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know if they think it's like individual. If that's one you object know. with lights, or if those are like things. Like, yeah, I don't mm. know. But yeah, this is one of those things that much like we talk about Roswell. But why are we not talking about this? It's Maybe like a kinda, reasonable, that picture that kind of looks yeah. like a like a B fifty two bomber. No, but uh, it could, the thing is, it or was not that. Is that what those those are called? Those oh, I don't those triangle the ones that go like this. No, those are those are stealth fighters or whatever. Stealth, I think it's called. Uh, you know what? I think it has another word that starts with a B or whatever. I think B fifty two is with those old school ones with pictures of the hot chicks on the side. Yeah, not like the B fifty two, not the yeah. not the Blackbird, but yeah, I think it's stealth bomber. Yeah. Stealth bomber. I know stealth bomber is the term for, it, but I think there is like a numbery lettery one that like people that like are butch and didn't go to school for poetry would know, but um. <laughs> yeah, I I don't it it's just it's just impossible to me that this is there. So maybe there's an explanation for it, but the fact that that exists wow. and we're not constantly talking about it is just one of those things of you know, you don't even need a conspiracy theory. You just need to shut up for a while and people just forget about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's that's hey, look, Occupy Wall Street, you know. <laughs> that looks rad. Yeah, it's really it's really really so there's something for you and the audience at home to look into, the Battle of Los Angeles. Richard yeah. richardpowerscoverart.com, Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Same. Battle of Los Angeles over richardpowerscoverart.com. It'll be the great battle of our generation. So uh, I have been Alex Mullen. That has been Matt Latore, And you have been an audience listening to us talk. Thank you and good night. Thanks.